Worship Medley from Dinah Hamilton. Starting us off on Wednesday, 7th, 2022. This is the City Breakfast Show live on your dial 97.3 FM. From Adabraka to the world via citynewsroom.com. My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Ben Adavle. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's a midweek special. We are grateful for life and strength to keep doing this. Join us via the number 0549-986-996. That was on Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. We're running till 10 a.m. start off with our business sense business sense brought to you by adb adb has the payday plus to help you sort out something that may have come up just before payday and so adb can give you access to about ten thousand cities or 80 percent of your next net monthly salary remember there is no interest on repayments within 30 days and your money hits your account the same day for further inquiry, you can call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284197. It'll be truly a great and more. Business sense comes from Bill Bradley. Now he says, leadership is unlocking people's potential to become better. Leadership is unlocking people's potential to become better. So if you lead, or if you say you are a leader, you are in charge of a group, an entity, you lead the line, or you supervise. Remember that one of the big things, one of the biggest things you have to do is how to unlock the potential of the people you lead. Take them from this point and move them up. Like I said the other day, they may not want to go there, or like the with the quote I shared the other day, they may not want to go but you take them there because you know they can become better than their present state. That's what leadership is about. Unlocking the potential. Letting people see that they can actually move upwards. They can become better versions of themselves. They are hidden treasures. Hidden treasures you can point them to and say that this is how far you can go. This is how wide you can stretch. This is how high you can jump. That's leadership, unlocking people's potential to become better. That's our business sense, brought to us by ADB. Up next is the newspaper review. So listen to the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
of Bob Marley natural mystic cause this one probably one of the most recognizable reggae songs of all time up next is a newspaper review brought to us by Kel Charcoal Toothpaste now do you know that many 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 years ago I even up until quite recently our parents would use pounded peduncle of plantain mixed with charcoal to brush our teeth now charcoal has essential medicinal properties that help remove toxins from our body and it also has the capabilities of removing bacteria that produce bad breath in the mouth hence giving you a fresh breath kale charcoal toothpaste has been formulated and produced under the strictest of hygienic conditions and it's got FDA approval as well Kale charcoal toothpaste is for white teeth and fresh breath all day long. And it's another quality product from Samira Company Limited. Kale charcoal toothpaste, happy smile. Now your car deserves to smile too. So you need to be giving it Total Quads 9000 Future 0W20 quite regularly to protect the engine, to clean the engine, increase your oil change interval and reduce your fuel consumption. You can get in touch with Total, drive to any of their service stations and get your car running well. Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. Fidelity Bank is also bringing us a newspaper review. And they are very concerned. They don't want you to become a victim of fraud. So they are telling you to use a complex password and pin for all your accounts. Never give banking details or personal banking details to anybody who says you are calling from your bank. Never give your login code to anyone over text or call. Or never click on any link asking for details such as your date of birth, pin, etc. Together, let's stay vigilant. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. Now the crew's here. Well is here. Godfrey is here as well. Hi, how are we doing? Good morning. Uh, Godfrey, you okay? You yes, 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 yes. Yes. No, no. 
Oh, the weather is glum. The weather is. It's <laughs> yes, hump day, though. Yes. It's hump day, but the weather is glum. The weather is kind of glum. Yeah, the isn't weather it? isn't It affects the mood a bit. Yeah, the weather isn't giving <laughs> too You know, enjoy. it's one of those snuggle up, cuddle up weather yeah. type of days. But, it's, but it looks like uh, a soggy festival, yam festival is up. It's up. Okay. Yeah. But can I just let people know if you are using the circle route, like heading toward Adabraka, tiptoe lane, overpass, mm. there's a truck broken down. Oh. Charcoal. So the leftmost lane. You know, it's three lanes, but really the trotters take up one lane. Okay. Then there's two. Yeah, that is if you are trying to. That's if, if you're trying to. Yeah, ascend to the, and then coming towards Adaraka. The truck, a machine. Bing. <laughs> so causing some, some traffic. Wow. Yeah. So it's for those of you who use that route. Okay. Just be Is there. it when you are getting onto the interchange or when you are getting down? On. When you are getting on, so yeah. When you are ascending, when you are ascending, mm. so that's uh, so tiptoe lane Tip, will be. Yeah. So you overlook tiptoe lane to your to left, your left exactly, and then where the newspaper vendors are to your right, kind so of. So you, it's uh-huh. kind of annoying. So that yeah, the truck is there. It doesn't look like it'll be moved anytime soon. So for those of you using that, if, if the traffic is backed up, that's why. Okay. You kind of have to squeeze between that truck and the trotters on the right. Wow. Okay. So that's a bit of a traffic watch. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, those Johnny. out there. So the authorities, if you've heard, please just go there and see what you can do. If you can get the truck to be taken away, that's great. So traffic mm. can flow smoothly. But what are the papers saying? Well, it's all Aisha Wang this morning. Mm. Front page of the Daily Graphic uh, says that AG takes over Aisha Wang's case. Mm. NIA confirms Ghana card authentic. That's the big one. And then, of mm. course, there's a supplement on the Asogli Yam Festival. Okay, Ghana let's go card is authentic. It's authentic, Charlie. Oof. She got well, it. Then I did issue an explainer, mm. uh, a nine point explainer, also. I think on the show itself, we will. We'll delve into it. Okay, let's look at the Ghanaian Times front page. Carnage on roads. 1,443 die in road crashes and over 9,000 sustained injuries. And this is just in six months. Yeah. Wow. The IMF targets end of year for the $3 billion deal for Ghana. Three farmers remanded over murder of Fulani herdsmen. And Student Loan Trust disperses 11.2 million Ghana cities to applicants. Front page of the Republic Press. AG goes wild on Galamse Queen. Front page. Uh, Embrace digital tools to boost access to justice. This is coming from the Vice President. <laughs> Bahama denies 40 million Ghana city ex-gracia claims by Abronye DCE. And 3.2 billion Ghana cities tax money not missing, coming from the Deputy Finance Minister, John Kuma. Okay. On the Chronicle front page, Ellen Bella police boss interdicted over missing excavator saga. Also, the Attorney General shoots down Osafu Marfo's stance on Aisha Huang prosecution. The Student Loan Trust Fund releases second batch of payments to no guarantor applicants. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs 12 is 1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction... Is stupid. Yes, and then the <laughs> daily <laughs> analyst from page also dealing with Aisha Wang comments from Minister Fuseni. Adeko also says the interior minister must resign. And then Kwesi Kwati named Britain's new finance minister. Mm-hmm. The new crusading guide, NIA clarifies Aisha Wang's name is not in NIS database. Okay. Giba wins case mm-hmm. against conditional access system inclusion in free-to-air TV receivers. Alcohol in plastic is dangerous, but FDA stamps them. This is according to a researcher. Mm-hmm. Okay. The difference between continental shelf and maritime boundaries of a coastal state, okay? And two people are in court for stealing premixed fuel. The new publisher says National Security deserves commendation for uh, Aisha Wan's arrest and then... 
Mr. Kwarteng's appointment also makes it to the front page of the paper. The Ghanaian yeah. Observer front page. Ghana's document for IMF deal is ready, says President Tukufuado. Uh, Elmina Fishing Harbor 91% complete. Embrace digital tools to boost access to justice. This is Dr. Baumia telling Commonwealth justices. Mm. And the Lands Minister woos investors into Ghana's teak industry. Finally, the front page of the Herald newspaper talks about Kwame Sifakai. He's been sharing life secrets with UPSA graduates. Under pressure, NIA spills Aisha Wan's dirty beans. Immigration service here to speak. They have spoken. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the PR of the immigration has spoken since. Okay. So, yeah. We'll, we'll get into the that. finder front page, ECG busted in 221.1 million Ghana cities single source contracts without approval of the Public Procurement Authority. Mm. Also, long distance vehicles to be fitted with speed limiters. Court blocks NCA's conditional access control of free to air TV content. And Vodafone fiber broadband cable killed my brother, man alleges. Mm. Yeah, that's the finder front page. Okay, if you go online citynewsroom.com Kwesi Kwarting appointed UK's first black finance minister mm-hmm. and that's there August salaries of PBC workers delay over financial challenges workers are not happy Godfrey Damon likely to revisit Aisha Huang's old crimes NIA responds to Aisha Huang's possession of Ghana card and attorney general requests docket of Aisha Huang's case if you go to citybusinessnews.com they also have a few stories on their portal new imf mission chief for ghana arrives and he meets oforiata and first deputy governor issuing um avoid issuing dot checks securing loans will be adversely affected that's according to the bog stronger regional cooperation between tax authorities critical to success of after and Ghana IMF three billion dollar deal to be finalized before end of year. Before end of year. If you go to myjoyonline.com, they also have a few stories. Their biggest one has to do with the NCA. And there's a picture of Kramijan there who is with the MCA. And he says blocked SIM cards can only be retrieved within six months. And I think we got that clarity yesterday. On the morning show on the CBS, Prof. Watching says election of mayors will reduce pressure on MPs. I'm sure MPs will be happy with this one. As Bachi sues Captain Smart, media general for defamation, demands 10 million CDs in damages and other stories. Social media reacts to Aisha Huan's arrest. And if you go international, the BBC says Ukraine backs UN call for nuclear plant safe zone. Trust rewards allies with top cabinet roles and there are some people in the Kwesi Kwarteng, Ferris Coffee um, as deputy PM as well and it says seven dead in flooded South Korea car park after typhoon and that's a very worrying thing now for those who love um, their tennis, Nikirios is out of the US Open as uh, Karen Kachanov reaches the semis all right, let's get into the papers. Okay, so uh, I'll take the AG side and perhaps you can take the NIA side. On yes. The Aisha Huang matter. So the, from the AG side on the front page of the Daily Graphic says that uh, the AG girlfriend, Diabo Adame, has assured Ghanaians that he will reinitiate the prosecution of the alleged illegal mining queen and Huang, a.k.a. Aisha Huang. Consequently, the AG has called for the docket on Aisha Wan from the police to enable his office to prepare a complete docket covering offices, offenses from 2018 to the present. Quote, there shall be full prosecution for alleged new and past offenses, a statement from the AG's official Twitter media handle said 
yesterday. <laughs> okay, should we take the NI's statement on this? Yes. So the National Education Authority is, is attempting to put clarity on this. They say there is nobody by the name Aisha Huang in the National Identification System database. <laughs> but listen to this. This is what happened. Now, <clears throat> on 26 February 2014, a Chinese woman named Huang N registered as a first-time applicant for a foreigner identity card at the Foreign Identification Management System Registration Center at Nshaisu Nkumase uh, in the Ashanti region. Now, her biometrics were captured. She was issued a non-citizen Ghana card. This was in 2014. Now, in 2016, she renewed it again on 31st August. Then she renewed again in 2018, so every two years, right? Now, using the same details and Chinese passport number, throughout all of these registrations, her details remained unchanged. That's N. Huang. Now on twenty fifth August. What was the date of birth on that? The date of birth is um nineteen seventy five. November for N no for, for N Wang, sorry. For N Wang, the date of birth is seventh July eighty six. Now on twenty fifth August twenty twenty two at ten thirty five AM she tried to register in Tamale using the name Rishia Huang. And the date of birth on that is seventh November nineteen seventy five. Now, the, the, the registration went into a technical state known as rejected due AFIS, which meant that her biometrics matched that of somebody already in the database. Now, the registration officer sent a request to the technical support team for further investigations. This revealed that based on the biometrics, Risha Huang had previously registered as N Huang. When confronted by this, she claimed that she had changed her name. So she was asked to provide an official certified affidavit and a gazette as required by law to support the name change. She then was given the option of waiting to bring in the required documents before mm-hmm. her details could be updated or renewing her old registration or she could keep the old one. She opted to renew with the old details and then go through the affidavit thing later. So they allowed her to renew with her old details, even though she tried to use new details, which didn't match the old ones, and it popped up. Now, uh, aren't, haven't we been told that people who try to register twice are get into some yes, kind yes, of yes, trouble yes. here? Yeah. It's, it's so how come she was allowed to, she was given options and allowed to just go ahead and... Charlie, I'm looking at Godfrey's face, and he looks <laughs> like he wants to fire on this. Anyway, no, oh, oh, that's oh, oh. the NIA statement oh. on... It's, Aisha Huang mm. re-registering or getting her, her, up to her current Ghana card. Okay. And that's in the new Crusading Guide. Okay, if you go to starfm.com.gh, um, there's one overarching story. And it says, fight against Galamse, a scam. That's according to the Concerned Farmers Association. They are not happy with how things have played out. And you can imagine that the latest twist in the story that has Aisha Huang re-entering the narrative is something that will really upset them. So, uh, that's that's our for Aisha. We'll, we'll get into more of that on on the main show. But the things don't I see. When she went to court, according to the Daily Graphic, mm-hmm. the prosecutor, Detective Chief Inspector Frederick Sapon, and this is Justice Agbenosi's report. Okay, I'm mentioning his name so that if there's something, he can just explain himself. Mm. The prosecutor, Detective Chief Inspector Frederick Sapon, told the court, presided over by Bright Aqua, that Aisha had previously escaped prosecution in Accra when she was. Arrested. 
let me give you this. Uh, the DC and Bele. Yes. 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 When this reporter spoke to him in his office in Sekundi yesterday, according to him, the police would soon complete investigation into the missing excavators and subsequently inform the public about the outcome. ACP Loji, however, confirmed his interdiction in a text message to the Chronicle, which had inquired from him through the same medium whether he had been interdicted or not. It will be recalled that last week Friday, this paper carried a publication about the alleged disappearance of two excavators in the custody of the Alambela Police Command, which was seized by the DCE for Alambela, Mr. Kwesi Bonzo. Mm. The police however issued a statement to deny that the excavators were in their custody but it looks like now they've actually made an arrest and okay. interdicted someone yeah all right well, other stories other stories if you go to um citybusinessnews.com uh, workers of pbc are not yeah. happy at all now their salaries um have delayed and uh, they are letting their thoughts um, out now. The story says workers of the produce buying company will have their 2022 August salaries delayed because the firm is financially distressed. <laughs> PBC management, in a statement issued yesterday, asked staff to quote bear with them in these difficult times. End quote. An internal circular cited by City News noted. Uh, the circular said, quote, wish to inform all members of staff that the payment of salaries for August will delay due to the cu- uh, current financial challenge faced by the company. It um, was, however, quick to assure that the salaries would be paid in due course. So that is the story from PBC, Charlie. Mm, yeah. All right. Let's talk about the carnage on our roads. In the Ghanaian Times, on the, in the center spread today, 1,443 die in road crashes and over 9,000 sustained injuries in six months. Now, those are the numbers coming in. According to Minister of Transport, Kweku Furia Siyama, the statistics, as compared to the same period last year, represented a 15.42% decrease in fatalities and a 0.87% decrease in persons injured. Uh, this was in a speech read on his behalf in Accra yesterday at the launch of this year's Ghana Driver and Road Safety Awards slated for December. Organized by the National Road Safety Authority in partnership with the Ghana Driver and Road Safety Awards Foundation, the event will be on the theme, The Role of Information Technology in Promoting Safer Road Users. Now, this is aimed at recognizing and rewarding drivers, individuals, organizations, and institutions for practicing road safety in the use of the road. Now, citing provisional data by the NRSA, Mr. Ziyama said the first half of the year also saw a decrease of 6.84% in cases reported, 6.08% decrease in vehicles involved, and 9.20% decrease in pedestrian knockdowns. So it looks like across board generally, the numbers have reduced, but it's still not a pretty number that over 1,400 people are dying in road crashes and over 9,000 are getting seriously injured in the first half of the year. Just on a quick safety note, the Ghanaian High Commission in South Africa has alerted Ghanaians to the potential danger of upcoming protests against foreigners in that country. Oh. Okay. Now, the High Commission noted in a statement, now this story is on citynewsroom.com, it noted that some groups opposed to the presence of foreigners had announced plans to remove foreigners from their jobs or workplaces in September. And so, the High Commission is telling all Ghanaians to be very, very careful and if they have any issues, they provided some numbers or, or some email addresses for them to reach if they have any challenges 
or they are facing uh, some tough times. Let me tell you about the SIM card re-registration exercise of mm. the 26. And according to the report by McLean Kofi, SIM card re-registration surges <laughs> as punitive measures kick in. There has been a research, there has been a surge in SIM card re-registration following the implementation of punitive measures meant to force unregistered subscribers to comply with the directive to re-register all SIM cards by September 30. The National Communications Authority says... Uh, after the announcement of plans to reroute outgoing calls for special messages to be played at temporarily block calls and data of registered numbers like uh, last Sunday, registration on the self-service app had risen by more than 1,200 as of midday last Monday. The authority said by the end of last Sunday, uh, they recorded 5,500 successful registrations on the app had risen to 6,700 by midday the following day. This is coming from uh, Mr. Kwame Jan, Deputy Corporate Affairs Director at the NCA. Okay, let's go to the findings. Speaking of the NCA, court blocks NCA's conditional access control of free-to-air TV content. Mm-hmm. So an Accra High Court has restrained the National Communications Authority from implementing the proposed conditional access system inclusion in free-to-air TV receivers. The policy, which the court has quashed, meant that one must pay a fee to access information from the TV programs, like in the case of a subscription-based television pay TV service. The Ghana Independent Broadcasters Association sued the NCA, arguing that the use of conditional access system is unconstitutional, as same constitutes an unreasonable and unnecessary abridgment of the freedom of the media, contained in Article 21 of the 1992 Constitution. The court, presided over by Justice Eric Baum, in a judicial review, held that the CAS, which the NCA has made a requirement, amounts to jurisdictional error by excess of jurisdiction in the absence of any substantive or subsidiary legislation to that effect. So as of now, the NCA cannot mandate that people have to pay a fee to access certain free-to-air content. Well, uh, if you go to the uh, middle page of the Daily Graphic, mm-hmm. there's a supplement there that is looking at the Asogli State, a uh, very nice uh, six-page or so. Uh, supplement then it's because they're celebrating the Teza uh, which is the Yam Festival mm. um, beautiful beautiful photos of the culture of the people so do get it and check it out very nice okay should we talk about the first black mm. finance minister of the UK the yes. chancellor of the exchequer as they call Kwesi him Kwating. Kwesi Kwating and Prime Minister Liz Truss has picked him and they call him an ideological ally as Britain's mm. new finance minister and charged him with tackling a cost of living crisis with a tax cutting, big spending plan that has worried markets. The new chancellor of the exchequer, Kwating, is 47. He inherits an economy in crisis. It is forecast to go into a long recession later this year with inflation at a 40 year high and limits on options for boosting growth. A business and energy minister under the outgoing premier, um, Boris Johnson, he, so he served as the business and energy minister under Boris Johnson, and he backs his new boss's low-tax free market approach to the economy. Let's see how this goes, but congrats to him. First black chancellor of the Exchequer. Should we say first African as well? He's Charlie began a man, Charlie. He's a British man. He's a Ghanaian in charge of no, 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 no. the He's UK's finances. Eaton, Cambridge, Eaton, Cambridge. How is Listen, when you Eaton, go Cambridge, into Harvard, Harvard, Papa that is, that is as let's bougie, stop this. That is as bougie Brit <laughs> as so you can get. get. <laughs> in Ghana, no, no, This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. You go. I know my sketch says it ready go. 
give you my heart, make you carry go. Tell them, girl, I'm your galio. Oh, yeah. I want to 6.59. Up next is the City Business News. Brought to you by Goyle. Goyle is saying that you can now pay for a few purchases um, at their service stations via mobile money or bank card or the Goyle Go card. Visit all their social media platforms to get more info. Go good energy. Go yeah, yeah, dear. And MTN is asking why people are still hearing that dull color tone when they call you. Jazz up your life. Dial star 1355 hash and choose from a wide range of music options and that's it. Get a dope caller ring back tone today and enjoy life only on MTN. And the business is also brought to us by Enterprise Life. Enterprise is your advantage. Michael Obudu is here. He's got the City Business News. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal and Enterprise Live, your advantage and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana calls on government to help address financial challenges of the Produce Buying Company Limited. Also, Bank of Ghana cautions customers against issuing debt checks as it could impact their credit ratings. My name is Michael Obudu. Let's settle for the details now. The Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana is calling on the government to use its Ghana Cares About Apa program to support the produce buying company PBC Limited as it appears the entity is in some form of crisis. PBC management in a statement issued yesterday had indicated that working workers of the company will have their 2022 August salaries delayed because the firm is financially distressed. The 100 billion Ghana cities COVID-19 alleviation and revitalization of enterprises support Obatapa program is a three and a half year comprehensive program by the government to mitigate the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, return the country to a sustained path of robust growth and to create a more resilient and transformed economy. Speaking to City Business News Director of Policy and Research at the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana, Kojo Ahiakpa stressed that the need to ensure the PBC's financial woes are addressed soon to salvage the situation. Times are really hard. And if we do not put in extra measures to cushion our workers, uh, we tend to impoverish in terms of our productivity. We tend to disturb the productivity of our company and also at the same time the wealth of our workers. Notwithstanding, that also brings me to the idea of government deliberate implementation of policies that it's created or it developed. Like the Ghana Obantapa program for, I don't know, what extent this program has gone to assist companies of this sort that need cushioning, some sort of short-term cushioning to support their workers and to uh, navigate through these seasons of difficulties. And so we also urge that uh, the stakeholders, especially policymakers, the government, uh, will need to step in to assist such companies uh, not to run to a hope. I mean, not to uh, run in on these difficulties, but find a way to cushion them to be able to continue with their operations and also at the same time incentivizing their staff so that um, at the end of the day, if most of these workers are laid off, it is still a burden and also puts the national security, uh, puts, uh, 
a public security issue to us as a country. So we look forward uh, to that. That was the Director of Policy and Research at the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana, Kujo Ahiakba. Now, away from that, the Bank of Ghana is cautioning customers of banks who issue DAT checks to desist from that since it adversely affects their credit report and chance of securing a credit facility with any financial institution. The warning was captured as part of the Central Bank's Financial Literacy Guidelines, dubbed Improving Your Credit Worthiness. The following Business News Desk report highlights other measures by the bank to ensure customers improve their credit worthiness. The warning by the Bank of Ghana is part of the bank's financial literacy program. It is also part of efforts to help customers improve their worthiness to receive new credits from any financial institution. The central bank urged customers to pay their loan on time to maintain a good credit history. It's noted that this is because one's credit history shows how they managed the repayment of their past loans, including the timeliness of the payment, adding that a weak credit history may affect one's chances of getting new loans from any financial institution. The central bank also noted that bank customers are entitled to a free credit report once a year. The credit report will contain one's credit history, which outlines their current and past loans, the institutions they took the loans from, and how they are paying or repaid the loans. Customers are being urged to contact the credit bureaus to see their credit status. They are urged to not wait until they need a loan before contacting the credit bureaus to see their credit status. It also noted that retailers, telcos, fintech service providers, student loan trusts, utility companies and other credit providers may share information of one's indebtedness to them to credit bureaus licensed by the Bank of Ghana. These institutions will also obtain credit information about borrowers when deciding to offer them credit. This will however be done with their consent. It also noted that one's consent is required before any authorized institution obtains access to their credit report or share their credit information. The central bank, however, urged borrowers to submit a complaint to the credit bureau or their financial institution if they dispute the content of their credit report. That was a City Business News Desk report by Netili Neti. But still in the banking sector, financial economist uh, Professor Lord Mensah says the move by the Bank of Ghana to involve the judiciary and law enforcement agencies to clamp down on black market forex operators is commendable. The central bank recently announced that it will collaborate with such entities to clamp down on these illegal forex markets in a bid to build a resilient economy for businesses to thrive. Many have blamed the woes of the depreciation city against major trading currencies in recent times on the activities of black market operators. Speaking to City Business News, Professor Lord Mensah welcomed the call by the BOG, saying it is a step in the right direction. This is long overdue. Bank of Ghana seems to operate, but they need a law to back it. They need the, um, the law court to back its activities. At the same time, they need a law enforcement agencies to also back you know, the activities. The regulation, I mean, authorities, if they are not working together, they'll find it difficult to regulate such an entity because in economics, anything you cannot measure, you cannot regulate, and you cannot easily control. So effectively, it's, it's quite dangerous to the market. So for me, I think uh, okay. they effectively, they have a tendency of driving the prices up as well. And so, if you ask the house dangerous, they have one. You cannot measure, you know, the kind of transactions that goes on there. And for regulation purposes, you should be able to know the quantum of, you know, even dollars in circulation. And then also, 
if the way they drive prices up can also be, you know, something that uh, can affect the country's uh, um, exchange rate. Yes, they have impact, and it's quite risky as far as uh, the country is concerned. Professor Lord Mensah is a financial economist. Away from that, the ranking member on the Roads and Transport Committee of Parliament, Governor Kwame Abuja, has challenged the Ghana Infrastructure Investment Fund to assist the Ghana Airport Company to pay off the debt associated with the construction of Terminal 3 of the Kotoka International Airport. He contends that this is a better investment of the country's resources than the commitment of $2 million towards a seemingly botched SkyTrain project. The said expenditure has been flagged in the 2021 Auditor General's report. Speaking to City Business News Govan Zagbuja underscored the need for the fund to urgently support the airport company retire the debt stock of the terminal, which has been worsened by the financial and travel implications of COVID-19. We have invested in uh, aviation, uh, Kutuka Terminal 3 there. It's partly funded from the Ghana Infrastructure Investment Fund. Uh, part of uh, Tamale, whole airports have all been funded from there. Uh, there are expansion works going on at Takradi port, uh, which are partly funded uh, by that. So it has been uh, a worthwhile investment, and if we all work together, it could be um, quite a sustainable, reliable source of funding. In any case, we have other pressing things to do today with Ghana Infrastructure Fund. If you notice, the the money we took to build, part of the money we used to build the Terminal 3 at the airport is borrowed money. And since COVID, the airport company is struggling to even keep up repayment of that. So if there's money, we should be actually repaying those things so that we cut the interest we, we, need, we needed to pay. So it is quite strange that the board and management of Ghana Infrastructure Fund would take this decision. That was the ranking member on the Roads and Transport Committee of Parliament, Governor Kwame Abuja. Now, the UK's new Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwesi Kwating, is set to hold crisis talks with the heads of major high street banks such as Barclays PLC, Lloyd's Banking Group PLC and NatWest Group PLC today. Mr. Kwating is the first black to occupy such a position in the UK. According to Sky News, the bosses of Britain's biggest banks will hold talks with the new Chancellor today as he tries to exert a grip on the stalling UK economy. Sources said the meeting was to set out the government's approach to the economy as Liz Truss's administration attempts to respond to the crisis triggered by soaring global inflation. Let's now join Julian Hammer of Data Bank for part three of the topic, 10 mistakes that could cost you your retirement. At Data Bank, we believe there are 10 common mistakes that many Ghanaians are making that are impacting their ability to retire comfortably. Number one is failing to set a retirement goal with a numerical target. Number two is putting off saving for retirement until later. Mistake number three is not having realistic expectations about retirement expenses. Will you have your own house and car by that time? Will they be fully paid for? What will be the cost to maintain them? Will you still be paying school fees for your children? or taking care of one or both of your aged parents. During retirement, your day-to-day travel and fuel expenses may reduce, but you may need to cater for more expenses including medical issues, house help, and other items. Many people have also built their lifestyle around allowances that will no longer be available. You also need to account for inflation. For example, an expense that costs 1000 today 
will cost over 8,000 in 20 years, assuming an average annual inflation of 11%. So ensure your investments keep pace with and even outpace inflation, because depending on where you live in Ghana, the inflation rate is actually higher than the average. Don't let the thought of retirement scare you. Retirement planning is easy with Databank. Let's face it together. That was Gillian Hammer of Databank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goral and Enterprise Live, your advantage, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Swag. You hit the jackpot bingo. Hope you're bigger than your ego. A, B, C, let the D go. You go, B, go. I know my get set to ready go. Give you my heart, make you carry go. Tell them, girl, I'm your girl, yo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to feel it in my belly, yo. Follow the ladder to my heavy no. La, 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 do. Seven fifteen. Up next is kickoff. All the latest from the world of sport. Probably brought to us by Lechero. Now, have you updated your records there? Go and update your records and add details of your Ghana card because it's not the only accepted form of ID for all financial transactions. This is any Lechero branch near you and update your records to enable us serve you better and faster. You can also send a WhatsApp message to 574 or call 302 Let's improve lives. Benjamin in KTI is here. It's time for kickoff. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Benjamin Inketia here with kickoff. Let's get into the headlines. And former world champion Joshua Clotte advises Isaac Dobe to avoid a third bout with Emmanuel Navarrete. And former GFA vice president George Freie wants the GFA to tackle betting in the league to restore its integrity. And Dinamo Zagreb stand Chelsea in the UEFA Champions League. get to the details now and former IBF welterweight champion Joshua Clotte has cautioned Isaac Dobe against fighting Emmanuel Navarrete a third time. Dobe is in contention for a world title after defeating Joet Gonzalez in a split decision victory. Now in picking an opponent for his next bout, Clotte wants Dobe to avoid Navarrete at all costs. Go near Navarrete. You know why? There are something that called nemesis. If you know your nemesis, you're not going to joke with your nemesis. If he gets a different way to fight different uh, world champion, maybe, you know, he might be a champion. But, you know, listen, going to the Navarrete for the second time, he beat you in a unanimous decision. He knocked you out in a 
in a second fight, you go in for a third fight. Now, variety move up from um, Super Featherweight to Featherweight. He's stronger now. Dogbe move up from Feather, uh, Super Featherweight to Featherweight. Dogbe is strong now. But Dogbe is too short for Navarrete. And that boy always throwing million punches. And he don't, he don't want you to think. Dogbe don't get defensive. So he going to Navarrete or thinking about Navarrete, maybe to me it's a wrong deal. You heard former IBF welterweight champion Joshua Clotte speaking there. Let's move on to some Black Stars related news and technical advisor for the Black Stars, Chris Hutton, is confident the team will be ready for the 2022 World Cup. Now, Ghana will take on Brazil and Nicaragua in this month's FIFA international break before facing Switzerland in November, just before the first game against Portugal in Qatar. Now, head coach Otoado has released his 29-month squad for the two friendlies this month, and Hutton says the game will be used to help the new players acclimatized with the squad. Yeah, the, the, the team will be uh, uh, the, prepared the best way possible, uh, for sure. The team will be motivated, and I am quite sure the team will give everything to everything to get through to the last stages. So, in particular, the two games we have this month are important for us. Also important for the new players to acclimatise themselves into the squad, to integrate into the squad. So, this is hugely important. And then, of course, we have we have a gap in October, and and of course. All the international managers and coaches will be hoping that we don't pick up any injuries. And, uh, and then, of course, that last friendly before the first game against Portugal will be hugely important for us. So you have Black Stars technical advisor Chris Hutton speaking there. Let's move on to today's episode of Today in Qatar. Now, we don't often get to see a 40,000 seating capacity World Cup stadium built entirely from shipping containers. Qatar has one of such facilities for the upcoming World Cup. City Sports' Evans Ofochumanso tells us more in this episode of Today in Qatar. World Cup to today in Qatar. The FIFA World Cup 2022 will be the first World Cup to have a stadium built from materials that can easily be dismantled after the tournament. Stadium 974 has been made from 974 shipping containers with the aim of reducing waste, tackle the phenomenon of white elephant and drive towards a more sustainable competition. Many parts of the arena, including all the removable seats, containers and even the roof will be dismantled, donated to underdeveloped nations and repurposed for use in other sporting or non-sporting events when the World Cup ends. The stadium derives its name from Qatar's international dialing code plus 974 and is six miles from the Doha city centre. Stadium 974 will stage seven games after the last system of the World Cup. So you had Evans Ofochu Manto Pichichi coming through with uh, today in Qatar there. Let's get to some other news. And former vice president of the Ghana Football Association, George Afriye, has urged the association to step up efforts aimed at improving the integrity of the league. He believes the recent emergence of betting syndicates on the Ghanaian football scene has negatively affected attendance and the interest of supporters in matches. According to him, the promotion and marketing of the league is the responsibility of the FA and they must begin by rooting out betting. 
That was a one-sided statement from the president. You see, there must be a reason why people are not watching our games. When supporters are going to the field with knowing that the outcome of this game is 2-0, already predicted by UD media, why do you expect somebody to go and put his money to go and watch the game? So if we can erase these betting activities, we can erase the poor officiating from our league centers, why not? Because last season, a number of matches were predicted long before they were played. And these are the things that is not helping. Because you see, football is a game, it's a passion game. Football is a passion game. So once the passion is lost, nobody wants to follow football. So let's encourage the FA to do more, to be fair in terms of uh, officiating. We should encourage the referees to be fair on their officiating bit and we should root out the, the betting uh, syndicates in our game. So you have former GFA Vice President George Efriye speaking there. Let's move on to some foreign stuff. The UEFA Champions League match they won happened yesterday and there were some big shocks. And let's begin by recapping yesterday's action. Let's go to the Ramon Sanchez Pichuan where Sevilla Football Club managed to hold on for a bit but caved in and allowed Manchester City to thrash them by four goals to nil. Ellen Haaland coming through with a brace in that particular game. The game between uh, Red Bull Salzburg and AC Milan ended 1-1 uh, in that one. RB Leipzig were also up against Shakhtar Donetsk. That game ended 4-1 in favour of Shakhtar Donetsk who were the away side in that particular encounter. PSG were up against Juventus. They beat them by two goals to one. Uh, Celtic were also up against Real Madrid. They held their own for uh, quite a while in that game before also caving in and losing by three goals to nil. And then Hazard recording a hat-trick of assists in that particular game. There was also Benfica taking on Maccabi Haifa. Benfica beat uh, Maccabi Haifa by two goals to nil. And then Borussia Dortmund also beat FC Copenhagen by three goals to nil. The shock result of the night belonged to Dinamo Zagreb as they managed to stand Chelsea by one goal to nil. Let's hear from Chelsea head coach Thomas Tuchel expressing his feelings after that particular defeat. I'm angry about our performance. This is a huge underperformance from all of us. Um, it's not precise enough. It's not clinical enough. It's not aggressive enough on the ball. It's not determined enough. It's uh, not enough individually. It's not enough as a team. And um, that's why we lose this game today. Not a lot at the moment. Not a lot at the moment. Uh, it's on me to find solution and to find the reason why. But obviously that we underperform individually. I don't really know where this performance today comes from. For me, it's a, a lack of a lack of determination, even a lack of uh, determination, hunger, a lack of a lack of intensity, a lack of intensity, repetitive intensity, a lack of determination to win duels and to actually do the things on on the on the, on the highest level, on the toughest level, and you cannot expect to win games, in, not in Premier League and not in Champions League. It's the two toughest competitions that you can play in, and uh, we are clearly not where we want to be. So you heard Chelsea head coach Thomas Tuchel there, very upset about yesterday's defeat. Let's get to today's lineup of matches. Ajax Football Club will engage Rangers at the Johan Cruyff Arena. Eintracht Frankfurt will be up against Sporting Lisbon. There's Inter Milan taking on Bayern Munich. Tottenham Hotspur will be up against Olympic Marseille. Liverpool will uh, travel to play Napoli. And then there's also Barcelona taking on Victoria Pilsen. Atletico Madrid will be up against FC Porto. And then Club Bruges will also take on Bayer Liverpool. 
Kuzin. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho, the small sports at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
sounds of Bob Marley with the uh, with the jam redemption song. We'll call it a jam. Very reflective song. But one of the most popular reggae songs. I'm sure anybody who has learned <laughs> how to play the guitar, if you are learning how to play the guitar, this is one of the songs you try to break down and understand emancipate yourselves from to test your singing and guitar playing skills Marley with the song redemption song 0549 that's the text and whatsapp number this is the city breakfast show on 97.3 fm city broadcasting from adabraka number 11 dr martin loop few birthday wishes coming in i got this one earlier today and it says please wish my daughter Florence Nasia Opong Ewuku. She attends Cuddle and Care Early Childhood Center at Adenta. And she turned three on Monday. I don't know why the message didn't come on Monday. But anyway, belated happy birthday to Florence Nasia Opong Ewuku of Cuddle and Care Early Childhood Center in Adenta. She turned three on Monday. That's from uh, her father, Kojo Opong and the mother Naomi Mensa Seven thirty-eight. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Now recruiting the right candidates for your job is very crucial for your business. 
You need a service provider with the right mix of quality talent and matching capability. And Jobberman Ghana is that service provider. Now, Jobberman Ghana is a career development and 360 recruitment solutions company that offers online and hybrid recruitment, training, assessment, outsourcing, and many, many more. For more info, call 0542-904650 or visit jobberman.com.gh. Remember, T's and C's apply. And everyone deserves their dream home. So let's get you to own that home with a mortgage from Carbank. And the terms are so flexible. It's irresistible. If you're a first-time home buyer, don't miss this great opportunity. And you can even use your existing house to secure an equity release where the value of your house is given to you as a loan for your personal needs. If you're interested, call call Bank. If you're interested, sorry, call Carbank on 0800-500-500 or 0560-907-456. Chat to them online or send an email to mortgage at cowbank.net or visit their website, cowbank.net to know more. Cowbank forward together. Have you ever tried sending money? Or paying a bill and the message you get is insufficient balance. Charlie. Say hello to Vodafone Cash Overdraft. Is the is a new and innovative service. You can dial star one one zero hash. Select option five. Follow the prompts to opt in. And then you can access those extra funds. Now this service is available to Vodafone Cash users only. Switch to Vodafone Cash now. Vodafone further together. Today's my sister's birthday. My oh. older sister. She's not in Ghana, but hopefully someone will hear and tell her. She's probably <laughs> asleep right now. Time difference. But okay. yeah, my dear sister MFA. Today's her birthday. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So happy birthday to MFA. <laughs> my sister. <laughs> yeah. Your younger sister, right? Yes. Your my only sister. Your too. only sister. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seated in Mount Zion, it rules all creation. Yeah, we're we're charming. Fuck to our war, we're charming. I wanna charm it with you. We're charming, 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 charming. Jam the milk, we're charming too. Jam knows I'm not to try. The truth again is high. Still a lot more Aisha Huang in the news. So yesterday, of course, we know what's what happened. The news of her arrest popped up. That happened later on Monday. Yesterday we discussed it. Several people have been asking questions. We've also asked him. Godfrey had a lot of questions. We'll try and get you some uh, reaction from some of the entities we feel have questions to answer. So the Ghana Immigration Service, for example. The Ashanti Regional Minister has also spoken. We'll hear from him in a bit. We'll try and get some clarity. 
let's not forget that the NIA has also responded. They've put out a statement detailing how Madame Huang got her hands on a non-resident ID card. That's the term, right? A non-resident ID card, yes. You know that there are processes one has to go through to access that. Try and get more clarity on that. It rules all creation. But let's, I, I think we can begin with the NIA because they are the ones, or the NIA is the entity that's it, it, it's almost at the heart of all of this. Because we do know that Madame Huang has a Ghana card, not the NIA or a non a non citizen ID card. Let me put it away, a non citizen ID card. We do know that you have to go through a lot of processes. I think the first thing we need to put on the table is that the NIA has stated that the card is genuine. Yeah, I think yesterday when we had the conversation, we said there was a long table that required guests. Um, we've heard from two of the guests. Yes. We haven't heard from the rest. So yes. we've heard from the NIA and we've heard from the Ghana Immigration is, Service. Uh-huh. And it's good that we've heard from them. Yes. As for hearing from them, it is good we've heard from them. The NIA took pains to explain I think we were a nine-point explainer. Nine we? Yes. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the explainer is actually printed in the Chronicle today. Mm-hmm. Now, the attention of the National Identification Authority has been drawn to mainstream and social media reports and discussions on the arrest of Ghana, arrest in Ghana of a Chinese national popularly known as Aisha Wang, who was found to be in possession of a Ghana card bearing the name Wang N. The NIA wishes to respond to and clarify the situation as follows. One, since 2012, our law has required all foreigners permanently resident in Ghana, that is for 90 days or longer, who are not diplomats or representatives of international non-government organizations Mm -hmm. to register for and acquire the national identity card of Ghana. Two, the card issued to such qualified foreigners is the non-citizen identity card, and is non-citizen so yes, identity card, okay. and is so captioned in red lettering above the cardholder's personal details. This distinguishing information in red does not appear on the Ghana card meant for Ghanaian citizens. Sample images of the citizen and non-citizen cards were attached to their statement. Okay. Three, the qualified foreign applicants pay a statutory fee of 120 US dollars for the non-citizen ID card, Mm -hmm. which is valid for one year and is renewable every year at a fee of 60 US dollars. Four, the National ID Register compiled by NIA does not contain any record of a person named Aisha Wang. Mm -hmm. Put differently, the name Aisha Wang does not exist in the National Identification System database. Okay. Five. On That's 26 funny. February 2014, a Chinese woman named Wang N registered as a first-time applicant for a foreign identity card at the Foreign Identification Management System Registration Center at Nshiaiso and Kumasi in the Ashanti region. And which date was this? This was 26 February 2014. Okay. Again, she used the name Wang N. Okay. Now, her, in the statement, um, the, her passport is attached so people can see. Her biometrics were captured. She was issued with a non-citizen Ghana card. She subsequently did two more renewals on 31st August 2016 and 8th January 2018. So now we understand that it's renewable every year, right? Mm-hmm. So she renewed it um, every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So 2016 and 2018. So which also begs the question then... 
it what happened in the 2017? That means her card was invalid. It must have been because it's supposed to renew it every year, mm-hmm. right? Okay. She used the same details and the same Chinese passport. Throughout all these registrations, her details remained unchanged. And the mm. details were forename N, surname Wang, date of birth 7th July 1986. Personal ID number is listed there, passport number listed there. Now, six. On 25th August 2022, at 10.35 a.m., an incident occurred at the FIMS registration center in Tamale, northern region, mm-hmm. involving a Chinese national who visited the center as a first-time applicant with the following details. Mm-hmm. Forename, Rishia. Surname, Huang. Date of birth, 7th November 1975. Passport number is listed there. It's different from the previous passport number. Seven, the registration, however, went into a technical state known as rejected due AFIS, mm-hmm. which meant that the biometrics of Rishia Huang possibly matched that of an already existing person in the NIS database. The registration officer therefore sent a request to the technical support team for further investigation. This revealed that, based on the biometrics provided, Rishia Huang, Rishia Huang had previously registered as N Huang in the FIMS record under the NIS database. Mm. When confronted by the registration officer with this information, she claimed to have changed her name. As per NIA's normal registration process, N Huang was asked to provide an official certified affidavit and a gazette as required by law mm. to support the change of name if the details in the passport with the new passport number were to be used to update her old records. Okay. Eight, N. Huang was then given the option of waiting to bring in the required documents before her details could be updated or renewing her old registration with her personal ID number, which was the old ID number, without any change in details. So she was given the option. Mm. After she went in, biometrics were put in, popped up as, ah, this person is already in our database. She was now given options. That, okay... If you say your name has changed, go and bring your affidavit, your gazette, all of that, and we'll change it for you. Or keep the same old details and go your way. Okay? She opted to renew with the old details, then go through the affidavit and gazette process, after which she would then provide the documents for the update to be done. Her renewed non-citizen Ghana card was then issued to her on 25th August 2022, bearing the same details as the previous registration so n huang 7th july 86 etc nine huang n opted to renew with the old details and then go through the affidavit and gazette process later after which she would then provide the documents for the update to be done her renewed non-citizen ghana card was then issued on 25th august bearing the old old details this card is what is now impugned and trending on social media and images are attached to the statement 10 it must be emphasized that Possession of the non-citizen Ghana card does not confer or amount to having Ghanaian citizenship. Well, we know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 11. The NIA's verification system functioned as designed to enable and the NIA prevent Huang N from registering under a new name and date of birth for a new non-citizen Ghana card, despite her being in possession of two Chinese passports. 12. The matter is being investigated by the security agencies. 13. The NIA wishes to assure the general public that its technical system remains robust and it will continue to jealously guard of Ghanaian citizenship and prevent unqualified foreigners from obtaining the Ghana card meant for Ghanaian citizens. And it is signed 
Dr. Abudu Abdul Ghaniu, the acting head of corporate affairs. Yeah, so... Um, Interesting end to the statement, though, because I don't think this is an issue of us being worried about somebody trying to acquire Ghanaian citizenship or Ghanaian... No, I, I think no, that's, I think that's, that's quite clear. Clearly yeah, not yeah, the yeah, point yeah, here. The point is somebody who had already registered as a non-resident Ghanaian and gotten a card was trying to re-register with the same biometrics but different details and it was flagged so we could give them that it was flagged in the system but somehow she was still allowed to go ahead and keep the old card or keep the old details renew the old card and go her way and now it has obviously blown up but yeah i thought if that happened and as we've seen many Ghanaians have been through this where they try to go again and they are stopped and they're actually it's a it's a punishable offense yes it is a punishable offense oh okay you stay with your old details and go no they they now say you're it's an offense to try and register twice but if Aisha Huang she was given we had we had we had Professor Tefa here and I think we all heard him clearly yes on the dangers of trying to register twice yes yes you know like so, the typical Ghanaian who tried to do that would not be given options. That oh register you can still, you yeah. know, with your old details. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a hidden clause somewhere that we don't know. For and the non for the non citizen. Yeah, maybe you know see maybe you can ask the NIA. Maybe the, the NIA can uh, try to explain what happened there. So if if I go there and I try to do that, will I also be giving an option? Of registering with some old details somewhere. Well, I'm frankly confused. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to the NI, my good friends at the NI, Dr. Abdul Ghani oh, and yeah. Professor ah, Tefa. Yeah. Like, wonderful people. You know, they do an awesome job. They, they work hard. Yeah. So the process recently was flawless. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. It was flawless. I was very happy with it. Mm-hmm. But it does not change the fact that this on is a this problem. One, this not one. this one. You see, I, I made the point yesterday and I'm going to repeat it. What what has happened with this particular situation should call for a meeting of the NIA and all these other agency partners to have a quick sit down on how to block certain loopholes because this has indicated to us that there's a big problem. Okay, particularly because, like I said, this is no random person. This was a very public high profile person at a point. Right? Now if you pay attention to the information the NIA has given us, somebody applies for an NIA card as a 26 or 27 year old. Her first card had her date of birth based on her old passport and Wang. No, at the time. She came to Ghana in 2014. She she received her first card in 2014. At the time, she would have been 26. Ah, yes, you're right. She would have been 26 or 27 at the time. Hmm. Okay, so that's when she received the card. Then, with those details. Yes. Right? Goes through two renewals. As they have indicated. They are the given us the details. So she went through two renewals in 2016 and 2018. Right? Mm-hmm. So every two years she renewed. Every two years. We don't know whether the rules have changed. Maybe at that time it was two years. Maybe now it's just one year. Uh-huh. But back, back yes. then perhaps Because I was, was about to ask, I is it know. one year, We'll leave years. it to them. Okay. I mean, it's not really an, a thing I want to focus on right now. Then... On August 25, 2022, she was deported in 2019. But on August 25, 2022, she visited an NIA registration center for a card, but this is another name, Ru Xia Huang. Now, this is a different name. So 
their system flags it. Now, what do they flag? The biometrics system works. So as soon the as system you, could the recognize system could recognize that okay, this is somebody we had dealt with as late as 2018. What information did it give you? It gave you at that point a 30 something year old woman. Right? Mm-hmm. Who has brought you new details that make her now 47 years old? Mm. Rusha Huang's passport takes her to 1975. Mm-hmm. So, new passport number, mm-hmm. new name. Mm-hmm. The photos look different, but those ones are never an issue. But the key issues here are the new, pa- are the new date of birth, which is significant, mm-hmm. and the name, mm-hmm. the name change. So your biometrics flag the fact that this person is now going to be 10 years older Mm -hmm. than she was. 10 years older than the number in your system. In the system. Mm -hmm. And the option that is afforded, what is clearly somebody trying to beat the system is, well, you can either keep up with your old system or we can't register you. That is not secure enough. You get the point I'm making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have I have you have the person in your system. She's thirty seven years old. She's thirty something years old. Different name, different passport. You flag her. New name. New year of date of birth. New passport. New name. And the option is go and sign affidavit to attest to the fact. But would that have if she had I, I just if she had brought the affidavit? Would that change her bios, her fingerprints, from the old one? <clears throat> and and that is the big question that everybody is asking. That it's not. It's about the processes and how secure they are, which is where our interest really is when it comes to this matter. Okay, because if you look at the the prosecution, which is a document, which is what is going on in court now, obviously she's being prosecuted as Rusha one. Because it says that, according to Detective Chief Inspector Frederick Sapong, they are prosecuting a 47-year-old woman. Her new passport is what makes her 47. Her old passport does not. The one that she was deported under does not make her 47. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes her 30-something. Yeah. So, if they are prosecuting 47-year-old Rusha Huang, a.k.a. and Huang, <laughs> a.k.a. Aisha Huang, the new documentation the new doc- that is being yes. used. So that's the hole the NIA needs to close. There, that once this was flagged, that she still had the option. If you look at the card again, you know, and the little details, um, they say that on August 25, she visited an NIA registration center, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, her renewed non-citizen Ghana card was then issued to her on August 25, 2022 with the name N1. And they do admit, per your statements that you just read, that that is the one in circulation. The one we have seen in circulation, mm-hmm. unless that is a fake one, has... has N1. No, not that even a name. The date of issuance is 27th February of 2022. Yes. So, which card was renewed, which card was issued on August 25th? Unless the issuance means that she picked it up on August 25th, but the card was actually printed in February. Koku, you get, you get mm-hmm. the point I'm making. 
So un- unless that is what issuance means, so maybe they might have to explain. Because the photos that we have, if the NIA tells us that is false, but they have admitted that it is authentic, their statement says we issued her a card on August 25th under her old details, which should not have happened anyway, based on the fact that you had flagged that she was trying to change basically everything about herself. The one in the public space indicates to us that her application would have been made prior to that because she has a card that was issued in February of this year. So are there two cards in existence? With does she have two non citizen cards? Is that what it or just because those dates don't tally? I bet they said she should stick with the old. Not info that and you see, if you the account of the NIA says she was issued a new card in August, yes, her card has February, 2nd February on it as the date of February. Yeah. So, my confusion is whether maybe she picked up the card in August, which is what is being referred to as issued, well, or when they say issued, maybe it was printed in. February, she picked it up in August. August. Other than that, it means there are two cards in the system. Maybe, because according to the statement, on 25th August, a Chinese national visited the center as a first-time applicant Mm. to get get the card. And the registration went in, then they flagged it. So the February card, where is it coming from? That's a question. Because that's the card they have admitted to us is in public circulation, and that is the date on it. So where those are again questions that we, the NIA needs to clarify for the public, you know, oh, because you are yeah. trying to build confidence in the system. Yeah. Well, okay. the, the, then the, because why if she was stationed on, the, in the, the Kumasi year, area, the, the why year, would she go to Tamale? To go, did she register for maybe the second February one in Kumasi uh-huh. and then uh, go to yeah. Tamale? To so go so for the year, one? the year of birth mm-hmm. on this card that is in circulation mm-hmm. says nineteen eighty six. Yes. Yes. Those are the because they did not the give one. her the new the details. New details. Yes, they did not give her the okay. new details. Yes. So as for that one, it's no that problem. One is, yeah, we got that. Okay. So that one is there. All right. Then we come to the matter of her re-entry, which is the even bigger problem. <laughs> okay, because that is why I expect to hear from the Chinese embassy. I said I mentioned the Chinese embassy. They cannot keep quiet. They normally don't talk. But this, this will one not be one of those situations where my good friends at the Chinese embassy can keep quiet. Foreign Affairs Ministry, immigration again, and perhaps the unit that handled her deportation. Because I have a couple of other questions that will need clarification. The, the public might need clarification on ask how she managed to get to Togo in the first place. If she indeed went to China, how she ended up back in Togo. Mm. You know, yeah. We'll, we'll try. We'll try and ask those questions in a bit. But up next is tech and social media trends. And the segment is brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. Mr. Cranting is here. Hello, Mr. Cranting. Hi, Nathan. Um, Aisha One is still trending. Um, number one. <laughs> and the AG says he's taking One is one. Yeah. <laughs> AG says he's taking over the case. Uh, he has assured that he will initiate uh, prosecution against Miss One with respect to her alleged offences and also the one she committed before she was uh, deported. Mm-hmm. Um, the NIA have also come out to clarify. They say um, Aisha One, she tried to register a new um, non-resident Ghana card August this year, 
but the system flagged her biometric details and since she could not provide the, the needed details to authenticate her identity um, she opted to renew the old one and then go through an affidavit and a gazette process later and they also said that the fact that she has a non-citizen Ghana card does not amount to her being a Ghana citizen so um, we should relax um, the Black Stars are also still trending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Schlopp is in the trends. Uh, Tariq Lamte is in the trend. Jeffrey Schlopp, most people, he's the uh, one that um, people are advocating should have been part of the list, but he's not. Um, even Tic Tac, uh, Tic, aka Tic Tac, <laughs> is also part of this. Yeah, part of those who feel. Oh, Tic wa- wanted Jeffrey Schlopp to be in there. Yeah. Mm. He says he had to be in the team, um, but he's not. Um, Tariq Lamte is also trending. Uh, he released a, his unveiling video. It's a very interesting video. Um, the Brighton man um, announcing that he's a Ghana international. He unveiled it, so he released it after his name was in the list. So he should have done it before. <laughs> yeah, he killed the fire. Um, in some tech news, Apple today they're having their annual September keynote event, mm-hmm. and on the bill is the iPhone 14. Mm-hmm. It's going to be released later today. Um, it's rumored that um, the iPhone 14 itself will be a 6.7 inch phone. Okay. Um, so it looks like Apple is going to ditch the Pro model. They're just going to go with the oh. yeah, much bigger screen. Um, keep the price tag for um, hmm. the 14. I see. Yeah, you see. That is, that's what the rumor is, is suggesting. But the event will be streamed on all their platforms. So just watch out today. So you can have the full and proper details off. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now, second social media trends brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Yes, you, Mr. Politician. We're not blind. We're seeing you. We lose the people's mystery. For your prayer and your usual media business. Now I want you to be you top now in the new millennium. How long this will continue? And how long you believe you have a loss? I wonder why politicians don't want to raise. Rasta can't get no peace in this land. I wonder why politicians don't want to that can get no peace on the land. Just that you run them way, drive them way. When them come, come talk about election. I have been the run them way, drive them way. When them come, come talk about election. I wonder why your teeth them won't go away. You can't get no peace in a yard. I wonder why your PGA won't go away. You can't get no peace in a yard. I told them, run them way. Run them way. Come talk about election. I'm not here with that running way. I have been given them way. When them run, come talk about election. Eddie, I wonder why politicians won't go away. 
Rasta man can get no piece of jungle. <laughs> Wonder why politicians them won't go Biggie man can get no peace in a jungle. The valley and jungle unite, try them way. Run them way. When them separate you with election, I think them my friends, so run them way. Biggie man, I find them way. When them come, come talk about election. <laughs> As God live, we must unite. You think I never see when you go to Switzerland, go bank off the people their money? You think I don't know somewhere you have five places and properties all about where poor people can't... 813, you're listening to the City Breakfast Show. Send us a comment on 0549-986-996. The NI has reacted. The poor man people... They've issued a, an explainer. It's still questions like challenge frustration why squad why so wait we'll get some more reaction in a bit but gcb is saying that look if your account has been inactive for about two years please come and reactivate that account do so with 100 cds and above and you get a 50 cd reward at the end of the month hurry and get your account activated and link your ghana card as well if you have any questions, call 0302-681-531 on 0800-422-422 for further info. GCB Bank, PLC, your bank for life. People are always searching for convenience and Pokia will give them a simple and easy life. And Pokia is a virtual assistant from Starsurance and she gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time from the convenience of your home, office, beach, market or anywhere in the country you can reach Pokia. Send Pokia WhatsApp message today on number 0242-436160 or short code star 713 star 222 hash and enjoy smooth and quick service. Starsurance is your solid partner. And have you registered for Surfline numbers yet? In line with National Communications Authority's directive to get all SIM cards re-registered, Surfline has demarcated special registration points close to your community to help you register your MiFi's and routers. You can also visit any Surfline shop near you to register with your Ghana card. Remember, no registration, no service. Register your Surfline numbers today to avoid disconnection. Surfline, better together. And Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk takes you back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk. It's a great complement to your tea, your coffee, Gary Sokings, Mashke, and all your cereals. Your day is done when you've got Creamy Plus. It's available in all girl shops, Bachelor Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. And for bulk purchase, please contact Les Fam Distributors at Medina Ritz Junction on 0501-682-522 or Grace has found us at Akuko Photo in Dansoman on 0245-162-747. And Creamy Plus brings us the birthday messages on the City Breakfast Show. Yep. When them separate you with election, them my friends, so run them way. Bingy man, I find them way. When them come, come talk about election. All right. Let's get some more reaction. Let's hear from the Ghana Immigration Service. Now, the service has denied 
The Chinese national Aisha Huan has been in the country for more than three months now. The Ghana Immigration Service spoke to TV3 in this interview. The Director of Public Relations at that office or in that uh, establishment is Superintendent Michael Amakwata. And he says that Aisha Huang has been in the country for less than three months. The information I have from our officers is not the three months uh, you're talking about uh, uh, that she came around mid-August and 2nd September. She was intercepted by officers. But when it comes to the borders, and um, we, we have not hidden the fact that our borders are porous, especially in the South region, and it's not uh, peculiar to the West African South region alone, but across uh, the whole uh, world. So what does the law say? The way she came in, what is likely to happen to her? That, but the immigration laws? Yeah, that is an illegal entry. And uh, currently, as we speak, national security is handling the issue because of how sensitive it is. And she was taken to court and a remand taken against her. So I, I, I believe all the other agencies and uh, AG and everybody will come in to find the appropriate charges to level against her. But per the immigration rules, what could be... Yeah, yeah, if she's convicted on the immigration rules, she may go in for about two years. That's what the law says. Per the immigration rules? Yes. Is the immigration pressing the charges against her? That's what I'm saying that currently we are now building the case because her mode of entry is one that we all want to clarify. Then what she got herself engaged in also will have to be looked into. Then we can build a proper case against her. So when we get to that point, we'll let the media know. We have a mixed bag of operational strategies in place. You can't depend on just our officers at the points of entry. Looking at the terrain and looking at the nature of our job, you can see that you are the bodies and that is all. So that's why I've enumerated all the other strategies that we have. The inland checkpoints, the community engagement with border, border residents, and also internally conducting intelligence gathering. It, that's what led to her arrest. So immigration is not sleeping on the job. We are very much alert. So at any of these strategic points that we have, definitely anybody who enters will be arrested. So it's not like she has entered and we are not safe. She has entered but she has been intercepted. So that was Superintendent Michael Amuakwata. He's Director of Public Relations at the Ghana Immigration Service. Yeah. So he says, well, she's been here for less than three months. According to them. According to them. According to their info and everything. Um, Aisha Huang has been here for less than three months. Okay. And now mm. she's been intercepted. Mm. And then the Ashanti Regional Minister. Yes, the Ashanti Regional Minister is also there. I'm surprised yesterday you didn't add him to the guest list. Well, what did he say? Well, he says that the states did not know about Aisha Huang's businesses mm. in the country until her re-arrest. Now, it emerged after Aisha Huang's arrest on September 2 that she owned property and operated businesses in Kumasi. Okay, she was, however, arrested based on an operation uh, involving the Ghana Immigration Service, Defense Intelligence, and the National Intelligence Bureau. And the regional minister tells City News that the authorities did not know about the businesses. And he also says it remains unclear how Madam Huang got into the region in the first place, after she was, it was on record that she had been uh, deported. Mm. The security agencies in Ashanti must be commended because Ashanti region is not a border region. You don't share boundary with any country. Uh, so how she got 
here to the region. That one I cannot talk to. There are investigations, so definitely review that. Uh, but what I know for now that uh, she claims she got here on 31st. Uh, that is what we also know that she got into the region on 31st. And we had to do some investigation to find out the reality that she was in town. And when we got the truth, 6.50 a.m. on the 2nd of September, she was arrested in her residence at Ahoto. Yeah. Now, yeah, it was mm-hmm. an interagency operations among three agencies. That was the intel unit of the of the police, uh, sorry, Ghana Immigration Service, uh, together with the Defense Intelligence of 4BN, and then NIB. These three agencies worked together to arrest Ashawan. Do we know how long she's been there for? No, what I'm saying is that she came, unless maybe further interrogation reveals otherwise. For now, we know she came to uh, Ashanti region of the country on 31st of August. So She was arrested on 2nd of September. That's just last week? Yes, yes. So it means she was arrested almost upon arrival? Second day upon arrival. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that he was ar- she was arrested immediately she arrived. We, yeah. we had heard that she actually was in Kumasi engaging in a business in the sale of minerals and, and, and the same activities relating to Galamsey. So you are suggesting that this is incorrect? For now, for now, I don't have that information. Could it be that she... I take my, I take my briefing from the security heads. So what they've not told me, what they've not informed me, I cannot talk to that. Okay. Could it be that she has been in and out of the country a number of times in the past until you got her arrested this, this last weekend? I cannot tell for now. Have Federal you investigations will bring things out? Okay. Have you confirmed that she owns any business at all in Kumasi currently? No, she had several businesses before she was even deported. So these are businesses she had already before she was deported. So these businesses were going concerns, as in they were they were still in operation even in, after her deportation. Yeah, because we're not too sure those properties belong to her. I'm sure if we deported someone as significant as Aisha Juan, we would have checked whether the business should continue to be in her name or in someone else's name. I believe name. I believe you know that the moment we hand somebody over uh, to the security agencies, most of the things are not done by us. Yeah, I, no, no, at the point it left our jurisdiction. That's what you should understand. Yes, so that's why it's curious that even after leaving our jurisdiction, she still has businesses operating in our second biggest no, city. No, these were, these were operating and we were not aware that it belonged to her. After interrogation, when she was arrested on the second, and all these things came out. Oh, so this information well, that is now coming to light? Yes. It's not as if we knew about it before we deported her, but we no. let the business run. Okay. No, the businesses were there, but we didn't know that it, they belonged to her. What kind of businesses are these? The ones that she has confessed some to owning? Some and, and then she has uh, building property at Ahonjo and some other things. So what's happening to these businesses now? Now, now, now they, they are locked up. All of them are locked up. Okay, so we are yet to ascertain if indeed what she said she owns them is true as well. 
Yes. Do that's, we... why I, that's why I told you that uh, I cannot give you much information. I'm grateful for the little you have shared, actually. We we are grateful that you shared this little one. Do we also know if she had gone into the hinterlands to engage in any Galamse activities? If it's true that she arrived on 31st, then I'll be very much surprised that she's gone to the hinterland to do Galamse. If people say... If if, if it's true that she came on 31st of August 2022 and was arrested early morning, 6.50, on the 2nd, then I'll be very much surprised that she's gone back. If people, and a lot of people actually, on social media lambasting the government and saying that in the first place you should not have deported her, but you went ahead to deport her, now you slept on the job while she came through the borders and entered the country. Now we are being told by immigration officials that it's possible she came through uh, unapproved routes. What would you t- say to critics who, who criticize this government for the handling, the poor handling of the Aisha Wan saga? I don't think that, uh, that was the first time uh, a Chinese has been arrested or even a foreigner has been arrested and be deported. Is it not under, under our Galamse uh, fights? I, I do not recall of any. If you, if you do, please share with us. If there was anyone who was arrested for engaging in the destruction of our water bodies and was deported instead of being prosecuted. I'm not talking specifically to the Galamsey. What I'm saying is that that wasn't the first time somebody had had a case uh, which was in court and then the person being deported. That's what I'm saying. But it's wrong, isn't it? I cannot say that once it's not against the law. The president if says can, it's a mistake. If you can prove that, if you can prove, I don't know, I've not heard it. But if you can tell me that it was against the law, then uh-huh. if it wasn't against the law, I cannot, I cannot see otherwise. Uh, in fact, I'm not a lawyer, but our chief lawyer in Ghana, the attorney general, says he disagrees with that action and is going to charge her with the previous crime that she committed. And the president has said it was a mistake, her deportation instead of her, her charging. So I just wanted your own view, having heard this information. No, I'm not. I'm hearing it from you. Let, let me read it from other sources, or let me cross check and know the authenticity of whatever you are telling. Oh, you you can trust me. I, I do not tell. No, less. no, no. Uh, uh, somebody has published something about me secreting that I, I, I'm, I was insulting or neck, which was false. I told me this time I don't take people's wages like that. I have to verify. Okay. Anyway, that's... I, have to, I have to satisfy myself. If somebody could do. Uh, such an audio, even voice over, and allege that um, I was insulting Nordness. Why do I believe everything that I hear? I have to have to check and double check. So that was uh, Simon Osei Mensa, Ashanti Regional Minister, speaking to Mari Sandamadu. So we've had, uh, we've heard from the immigration people, we've yes. heard from the Ashanti Regional Minister, the NIA has given us an explainer via a statement. I don't know who else is on that, the guest list who has yes, The Chinese embassy. The Chinese well. embassy. Foreign affairs. Foreign affairs. But, at least there's an attempt to try and explain some of the things. And listening to Mr. Simon Osemensa, um, you, you, you can, he, he, he wants, us to at least understand that they did their work. And the fact that as soon as they realized she was there, obviously some information had been picked up by the three agencies, so they went to work. Okay. But we could, we, we could, I could spend time 
analyzing and breaking down. But in the end, all what this comes down to is this. Look, when you have an opportunity, don't mess it up. The first opportunity we had to deal with Aisha Wang was compromised. That is why we are having this conversation. If Aisha Wang had been dealt with the way we're supposed to deal with her, or N Wang, or Risha Wang, the way the law is supposed to deal with her, where, and, and that is why those who follow the law will tell you just don't compromise when it comes to the law. The law is the law. Because when you compromise, you have embarrassing situations like this, where everybody is now trying to explain away their culpability. Nobody wants to be at fault. Somebody obviously was at fault. That is why she ended up back in Ghana mm. when she should have been behind bars three years ago. And so now we have the AG deciding to do the work that was supposed to be done three years ago but was sacrificed on the back of diplomatic convenience. But now because it's X on the faces of people give me the docket. I am going to prosecute. Yes. That is what should have been done three years ago. We will take the persecution now. That's not like we're against it. Jail her, I say. Full one. But whilst doing that, I'm hoping the whole security architecture, immigration, everybody, they sit down at one big table, look at the loopholes that are in the system, and fix it. Including the ones that allow... And, you know, yesterday, Kokui said something, and... (laughs) I, I'm tempted not to try and do that analysis, but the question that everybody else was asking as to whether she was really deported mm. in the first place. It's, it, it sounds really, really, really not like, oh, how are you saying? They say that, why, they, we said we deported her. Why don't you believe it? But the f- point is, if we are deporting somebody from here for a, something as specific as being the country's biggest at the time, biggest illegal minor, minor foreign yeah. minor of some sort, would of course have informed our Chinese counterparts here, who would have informed Beijing, who would have welcomed her, or whichever province she was going to, who would have welcomed her, that you, you went to China, you went to Ghana, you've gone to embarrass us, they've deported you, welcome. Her documentation would have been looked at, processed some way, while she went into China. It would be a whole trail. The, the, the ease with which she came back would not perhaps be that. With a different passport. Mm. Knowing, you know, there are those ones who say, oh, it's, look, this is a country where even when they track you for COVID-19, you can't move. Much mm. more somebody who is reported by another government for illegal mining. Ask those who are in China and were being quarantined for COVID. You can't even move. When you move, they know you have moved. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. That is why people are so upset by being quarantined there because it's very, very hectic on your life. They are the kings of tracking people. Mm. You know, so there is that as to how that person managed to get a visa to leave there to Togo who are next door neighbors who did not know that we had deported. There was a flag. You see, again, like I said, you know, inter-country communication. Biggest illegal minor in Ghana is arrested and deported. Togo does not know who she is. Uh, does, that means Benin does not know. That means Cote d'Ivoire might not know. Burkina Faso does not know who this person is. Somebody like that immediately should be flagged by all our ECOWAS neighbors. Immediately. So that, we, because we know how our borders are. So those are the questions. But like I said, big bottom line of all this, eventually, we had a, an opportunity that we missed. 
we have another one now. In fact, to first jail her, and then secondly, fix the holes that she has obviously exposed are in the system. And there are holes. This will stop this. this thing. Yeah, we will take the explanations. But, but there, are there are challenges. This will fix it. 32 it's time for your money your money brought to you by cbg cbg we stand with you the best things in life are free Kokui has the tip for us this morning yep yep as i've told you uh, during the week, I'm taking tips from Paul Kofiman Tate, financial advisor and head of Ecobank EDC as well. Mm. Now, he gives some great, great, great tips on managing your finances. And one of those tips is to compute your net worth. He says, it's important to know where you find yourself financially. How many of us know where we stand financially? Well, I think a lot of us do, especially <laughs> in these times. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes you Google people and there's some net worth be that somebody has put there. And you're like, ah, really? Where does this come from? But the, the, the point is, and the fact is, it's important to know where you are financially. Because obviously, if you have financial goals, it's difficult to plan to attain them if you don't know where you stand currently. So eh, do a, an analysis of your current financial situation and maybe seek some expert advice. Um, to do that so that you can plan on how to move forward mm. even in these tough times. Know your net worth and know your current financial situation. Mm. That was your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. I am pleased Be honest to yourself 
838. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial 97.3 FM. Send us a message 0549-986-996. That's the text and WhatsApp number. Some of your messages have come in. Kokui, uh, you can help us with some of these messages. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, MIA Pa, didn't the fact the lady tried a fresh registration with different details instead of updating the old details raise a red flag? Especially when she has a name that is famous for criminality in Ghana. Yay, I can't think far. Crap. This is Fifi Tamaklo in Hacho. Mm. Okay. Hello, team. Remember the new details have a different date of birth. How does this amount to a change of name? Funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, 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 that's the say. point that's, at which the NIA should have should been have calling somebody. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good morning, Nathan. This is an indication that all the arguments made by the vice president about the Ghana card cannot be true. Therefore, the Ghana card as a sole document for voting should be rethought. Okay, that's Jones in La. Nathan, if the incident with double registration, as in the case of N. Juan, was carried out by Ghanaian, would they have treated the case the same way, giving the person options? NIA should give us a break. That's Mimi and Pukwasi. <laughs> Nathan and team, it's the case that we should always try hard and find fault with our systems and institutions. I think in this case, NIA has done well and need to be commended. Let's help being stro- build strong institutions and not always talk our institutions down. This is Kujwasari and Kufridia. Okay. Mm. Nathan & Co. and CBS In this Ghana of ours, so many things go on illegally I think our institutions are security porous Brethren, in this country There's always a way out to acquire every service If you have the money On this note, let me establish that Corruption is gradually taking over our institutions Especially government-owned ones It's time we eliminate all human effort And automate our institutions It's so sad, fellow Ghanaians I beg, drop redemption song once more I'm David Agbemo Sako at Medina Okay Good morning, Nathan and team. I think the NIO officials are having a problem with the security breach. How did they not suspect that the foreigner was up to something bad if she came to change her name with new details? Ghana is not serious as a country. This can't happen in China or any other serious country. Ghanaians are spectators, truly. That's Richie Royce from Tema. You know, the previous uh, text has made a good point because if you take out the human factor... Once she was flagged in the system, automatically she should have become an issue, right? Yeah. But it was the human intervention that actually allowed they've it. allowed her the option of just going away with a card, right? Anyway, uh, Walanyo in Akwitia says, How safe are you if Aisha Huang managed to dribble our security officers who are managing our borders and assuming she's a terrorist? Just imagine what could have happened as, to us as a nation. This typically shows how porous and weak our security system is. If the security can't deal with an individual, how do they intend to tackle the scourge of terrorism on our borders? And even she was bold enough to go and register her identity at NIA for a Ghana card as a bonus. Can a Ghanaian do this in China and live? Okay. Godfred, please, the date of issuance isn't the date same as the date of registration. The back of the card has the date of registration. So the back of the card has 25th August 2022. The date of issuance on the front is for the first date of registration into the system. It's a very mm. technical detail, unless it's well explained by the authorities to you. But the NIA is right. Let's say your first registration was 2nd January 2015. That means your expiry date will be 1st January 2016. Your expiry and issuance dates will always be those dates. It doesn't matter the time you register. Well, no, no, you are confused here. Because the date of issuance, God, Godfrey, go up again on that message. You see... Mm-hmm. The small detail here. We are not talking about the back of the card. No, we are talking front. about the front of the card, yes. where it is boldly stated the date of issuance, which lists February mm-hmm. as the date of issuance. 
and then under it is date of expiration, mm-hmm. which is February 2023. Yes. Those are the two dates that matter. So I'm saying that if the question I was asking it was that date there, what does it mean? Yes. Okay. Does that, it mean she actually registered and got a card, card in, in February? February and picked because the card is already waiting for you. So the August 25 date that has been given as the issuance of the card. Yeah. Where is that card? Because that there sh- then there should be a card in existence That's that has exactly. August 25 written on it as the date of issuance. It's like your passport. The date of issuance is there. It's not at the back. Mm-hmm. And then the date of expiration is right beneath yes. that. That is the day that the details were taken and then the photo taken and the, uh, whatever it is. That, that is the day you were there. Yes. I went there on the 2nd. It, it says on the 2nd mm-hmm. on my card. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say the 6th. Which was the other day I was there. It says second. So if her card says February second, it means she was there there in February. Mm -hmm. Okay. According to the NIA themselves, she was also there on twenty fifth August. August. To as a first time applicant to apply for a card. Those are the dates. I mean, I said we don't want to go in. If we decide to go into these things, we'll leave here. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Um. Let's see more messages coming in. Uh, Coleman in Tema says, Good morning, Nathan Goffred Kukui. This NIA Aisha Wang story uh, issue is so, so annoying. This is one of the reasons why other nationals do not respect us. Why should the NIA condone these things? Providing different names. Someone decides to re-register and are with the system by providing different names, dates of birth and passport. And the reaction of the NIA is to advise her to keep her existing details or come with documents for a new one. What is wrong with us? I'm confused. Is that not a criminal offense? Okay. <laughs> Please revert your mind to what the Ashanti regional minister said about when she returned to Ghana. He said 30th August, and the NIA is giving a date that is totally different. NIA said February. Are we safe in Ghana? City, okay. good morning. Your discussion, I pray, will not be in vain. Mm-hmm. I believe the senior minister will not intervene this time. Our hope in this country may be renewed by the end of this Chinese woman's case. So help us, Jehovah. Okay. Good morning, City Morning Crew. This NIA raises a lot of questions, especially since they are under the Interior Ministry, which also supervises the police and immigration. Was she deported under the name Aisha Wang or N Wang? If it's N Wang, how was it the NIA system just flagged it without talking to the police and immigration system about the presence of a criminal who has been Mm -hmm. deported? What is the use of the national ID system if it cannot prevent crime from being committed? This is from Nana Bain. And yesterday, the, you know, the, conversation, the conversation that I was having with a friend of mine who is in IT, was his complaint was the lack of, at the moment, there isn't an integration yes. of the system. No communication. So perhaps the, the database that has her as a criminal is not with... But you see, that, that's something that needs to happen quickly. What should have happened... We, uh, uh-huh. I'll tell you something. So, I was in Nairobi when I was living in Nairobi. I I had to do something at uh, a Western Union checkpoint. I had to pick up some money, okay. basically. So, it gets to my tent, and I get to the cubicle, and the lady's like, where's your passport? So, I give her my passport. I'm thinking it's regular, mm-hmm. right? And she's just asking me questions. And she's like, oh, where do you live? I was like, oh, here. And I'm like, can you just give me my money? It's West mm-hmm. like... Ghana, I wouldn't take five minutes yeah. to collect my money. <laughs> so she's going there, she goes and she's like, where's your work permit? And I'm like, oh. I got upset, actually. And I was like, ah, are you immigration? Mm-hmm. You asked me for my passport. If you had looked, you would realize it was like, just answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yes, I have a work permit. 
It's in the passport. Look mm-hmm. in the passport. She looks in the passport. Right in front of Mikokwi, she double-checked with the home office mm. to see if my work permit was valid. It was valid. Western yeah. Union. Checkpoint. <laughs> so they have access to the centralized system. To the system. centralized system. That was, it was after she validated the fact that I actually have a work permit before she gave me the money. Mm. And this was not a bank. So kind of like an office set up by Western Union to do business mm-hmm. in Central Kileleshwa. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I was really, I, actually, because I was super upset, I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm coming to collect money for Western Union. Like, <laughs> checking my work permit. Are you immigration? Charlie. She checked mm-hmm. from her, the system in front of her. So they, they should speed that conversation up quickly. One of the first things they should be able to do, NIA should be able to talk to Ghana Immigration. You see, I've always had this conversation about, for instance, DVLA and Ghana Police. Their Mm. systems should be one. Or DVLA, Customs, Ghana Police. Because, you know, one registers cars at the the port, another registers cars, another also checks. So, that what all of them should have one system that they can all use, yeah. but sometimes this one is oh, this one I have to go and we, you have to call DVLA, mm-hmm. then we'll check this, we'll, then this one says, okay, go to road safety, then we'll, we'll, we'll do this. This one says, go here. Look, from by Monday, those systems should be whispering to each other. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, otherwise, you see, do you know why? Otherwise, that's um, August 25th visit. The August visit yeah. would have been the day she was arrested. If the systems were talking to each other, she would have been arrested that day. Yeah. Mm. Because it would not just be the AFIS re- no, issue. It would be it would be a big red flag deported woman. Person, yeah. Anyway. There. Okay. Seaman says the point where she was given an option poses a big question mark. How is that possible? At that point, the officer was compromised. There was certainly foul play. That is bribery. She should have been arrested. Okay. NIA can do all the damage control, but MFA. That's Kujo in Abukubi. Kujo in Abukubi says The cards are issued to you by the confirmation of one's bio data. So the date of printing is different from the date of issue to you, the card holder. That's Edwin speaking. Okay. Kobi Awunia in Adenta says, Hi, Nathan. Um, the country and leaders goofed. Even if she was deported, we forgot that this practice is like a cartel business. Even in jail, they still operate. Okay. Hmm. Richardson says, I don't know much about the process of deporting someone, but if the deportation really happened, then her biometrics would have been taken. The NIA would be the first state institution to flag her presence, but they were the people advising her to go to court and all that because they didn't know she was the one. So the question comes back, if she was really deported. Thank you. Lots of people seem to be, you know, there's a, there's a group in the mix that's, <laughs> that has doubts. But there's a simple way to prove that she was deported. They would have documentation. Yeah, and that should be public record, yeah. right? I don't that, think. Yeah, that's why. See, that's why. That's why the foreign ministry and the security people they should, yeah, you know, quickly. They say, should just tell us. Oh, she was deported on this day. That that on on this flight. On, this that that that, that such and such received on the other end by who and who was the the now reformed young man, Mister Doboli. Quick word. Did you see how they brought you here? <laughs> you don't just waltz onto a plane. No, no, no. You are by the time you are seen by your home people, you know, 
you don't look like you, don't, you are not in pleasant company. You think he can go back? I don't think so. he can't. I'm sure they flagged him in all the EU countries. But if if his name appears anywhere, no. But, but uh, anyway. Well, okay. I get the impression the regional minister is being defensive. Anyway, Godfrey, jail her, but would she really be sent to prison? Didn't they claim they deported her? We should find out how she really was deported. We should get the Chinese embassy to speak. That is it. No, but you see, that's the thing, and that's the problem they have. Now nobody believes she was deported. Mm-hmm. And I normally you want to believe the good things. They said she was deported, so she was deported. Hmm. You know, we are supposed to be able to take their word for it. But looking at where we are now, people can you also take away people's rights to think she was actually perhaps not deported? Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. they put her on a plane and said bye, but we'll see you soon, or so something. Just to you see, because there's a difference between buying her an etiquette, putting on a plane, yeah. and saying yeah, go. That is not yes. deportation. That is not deportation. Exactly. That's that's perhaps we could we could speak to a lawyer and ask him what deportation means and what being sent out of a country means. means. Perhaps we sent her out, but we didn't deport her with the legal yeah. definition said, of it's, deportation. It's like a thing. But very very easy to clear the air on this. GIS or whoever, just show us the documentation that proves she was deported. And, very simple. And the counter documents from there. Easy. It should exist if she was deported, right? I I, I choose to believe that she was deported. Okay. All right. I want to believe the good things. Good. Let's stay positive. Yes. More messages. More messages. Um. Clearly, the NIA registration staff are not empowered. They need to have clear guidelines and SOPs covering such matters. This is Creech in Hacho. Creech, are you sure? If, because we know that Ghanaians have gotten in trouble for doing the same thing, for trying to register again. And even that is probably with the same details. But the minute you've already, you're already in the system and you go back and you're flagged as, ah, you're already in the system, why are you here? There are repercussions yes, to are. that. So, there, and, I was, and as far as we know, NIA staff know of this because there are people who, till today, don't have a Ghana card because they tried to register twice. And it's go back to the interview professor Atifa yes. granted us. I think he was he was very clear, very clear that a double registration or attempting to register twice is a very punishable offense. All right. Uh, Kofi and Kasua says, CBS, I suspect the systems talk to each other. That lame excuse that they don't communicate is a smokescreen to get away with murder. Sua. Okay. Uh, NIA and the Attorney General are exposing themselves on their respective positions on Aisha Huang return and her Galamse dealings. The future is pregnant. Okay, this is from Prince Henry in Kufridia. Mm.
Check A54. Still listening to the CT Breakfast Show 0549-986-996. That's the text and WhatsApp number. Let's hear from you. Before we um, before I figure out, you know, what else is on. I don't know if I'm sure there are other things on our minds this morning. Fashion! We all love to look good, right? We all love to feel good, wear nice clothes, look dapper. GTP is ready to let you enjoy that. Now they understand that fashion is a way to say who you are And GTP wants you to make that statement boldly Through fashion Are you a corporate person, an artist, party lover, globetrotter Or someone who just adores experiences GTP will get you styled for every occasion GTP, life styled Alandi or Alandi, yes, Ghana Pay is here The all new Ghana Pay mobile money service app you can download it from the Google Play Store or the App Store. It can help you do all kinds of amazing things. Send and receive money, um, a zero transaction fees, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer to and from your bank account, and so much more. You can register by dialing star 707 hash. And you can also visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay Transaction BIA free. You can only or you should only pay 11. Ghana Pay Your Money Your Way. Ghana Pay is a GIPS and Ghana Association of Banks collaboration. And are you tired of renting? Do you need to land in a safe and sound environment? Do you want to build your dream home? Worry no more. Let me introduce you to the latest development of Trasaco. Trasaco Hills, next to Trasaco Valley. Trasaco Hills is a master plan community of serviced plots, which is secure, affordable, and comes with all the right amenities. Now you can build your dream home with peace of mind and security in style, taste and with the right budget make it happen with trasaco call us on 0556-592-658 and grab your chance to experience a webster university master's program join us at our campus in east legon on thursday 8th september which is tomorrow at 5 30 p.m for a master class and networking event as we discuss the topic connecting the dots predicting the future of supply chain register for one of the limited seats by calling us on 054-012-0940 that's 0 this morning the, the rains have been you know showing how glam I was this morning yeah. oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, do we get rains in September well <laughs> Climate change we? says we don't know when we get rains anymore. I probably think so. Maybe the minor one. Yeah, this the minor one. Yes, it will rain. It will rain for a bit. It's been this kind of before constant it goes out. And it's, it's not like a. It's not. We get rains in September. It's not torrential downpour though. It's like. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's it's, it's weird. I, I don't think we'll experience like heavy heavy rain. No, mm. it will be minor. Yes. Mm. But this this are you minor rains in pony. <laughs> 
for the fans, it won't rain heavily, but it will be cons- like yesterday, for example. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was it was just a light drizzle, but it was f- over a prolonged period. Yeah, because yeah, I, I got to my usual obetche uh, behind mm-hmm. you know the side and Charlie. Mm-hmm. This light, so called light drizzle of yours, <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't it, wasn't it was doing things to people. <laughs> <laughs> like, and yet again, it's exposing the filth. Eh, it's bad. It is bad. It's bad. Um, really. I thought we were. I thought we were in a. You've been, you've been, you've been on a, you, you, the what? Clean your frontage dispensation. Are, 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 have they been like um? How do you what, what what's even the word? Deployed. Deployed. Yes. We thought they were. There was a whole ceremony. Yeah, Yukwe. Yeah, Yukwe. Um. Yeah. Maybe he can tell us a bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, he he is, is quite close to the regional minister, and we again we we saw the ceremony of of them being officially outdoored. Um, we were informed that they would be on the ground going around making sure that we kept our environments clean and that the immediate surroundings in front of your home or office would have to be kept mm-hmm. pristine. Mm-hmm. And if it was not, you could be fined, you could be made to clean it up, or you would be made to clean it up. And, uh, you know, there were some sanctions that went along with not maintaining a clean environment and that were responsible for the areas immediately outside the premises that you own or operate from. Um, but... Honestly speaking, I personally have not seen much I, as far as visibility of those persons on the ground. Um, I know, you know, the route that I was talking about this morning where the truck was broken down around tiptoe lane. Sometimes you would see something going on there, them, you know, moving trotters out of the way and trying to direct traffic there. I, I, as far I, as seeing uh, them, yeah, policing like, honestly, cleanliness, like, I honestly saw them. When? There was a, no, there was a oh. day where it looked like this was like some about three or four weeks ago. Yes. Like basically every junction, mm-hmm. I met them. They, they, they wear the grey uniforms mm-hmm. with the reflectors Reflector, mm-hmm. in there. They were helping with traffic. Yes. They were. Uh huh. That was like a few weeks ago. Like you, oh, said. you saw them as well. Yeah, like a few weeks ago. That was yeah, like said, around what? cycle. Yeah, me from here. Me from here. But, I, uh, there was one at the Letap side. Mm-hmm. There was one at Gamot. There's so, one like. I, I saw another one at the old Obetebi. So, did you still see them? No, this is why I'm asking. Because, like, where are they? Because they're also supposed to help. Yes. Some of them were trained as that. Because they, used to t- they said the old, what they call tankas thing. You know. Yeah, they're supposed to be bringing back that kind of effort to make sure everyone's make keeping sure. their surroundings clean. Yeah. But, <laughs> let me, yeah, let me, I, let me. I, 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 the, the town is looking a bit. But there's a story. Well, okay. So there are two stories. Let me just clean this up a bit. So, City Newsroom did a story on mm-hmm. August August 25. It's like a seminar. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a big day. It's a big day, Charlie. August 25. Things happen. It's a big day. It's a one day. It's a one day. August 25. Charlie, we're getting a holiday. We'll, we'll think about anyway, it. Anyway, that's just... Bye. But... Operation clean of frontage workers mm. protest over alleged interference. Already they are protesting. This style. <laughs> there was a whole. Literally, they were taken to be trained in some remote area. With military training. Military training. Okay, so let me just give you. This. It says members of the city response team task force masked up at the operation clean your frontage secretary in a crowd over concerns about interference in their work. 
the group alleges that some leaders of the new patriotic party in the greater region are sabotaging their work. Hey, because of their compla- complaints, they asked the secretary to suspend their work. Their protest came after the MPP's youth organizer in the greater Accra region, Moses Abo, released a statement indicating opposition to the decongestion exercise at the Accra Central Business District. Mm-hmm. The task force was commissioned to enforce sanitation bylaws in the capital. Speaking to City News, Mr. Abo said the welfare of traders needed to be taken into consideration. He stressed that we must have an alternative for these women. We are in hardship. Things are not going on well in the whole world. We must manage these people very well, he added. Mr. Abo also said he favored dialogue when dealing with traders instead of force. I believe in dialogue. Long, a long-term plan so that you will leave a legacy. Even in the first time, they had to bring the military to Akka to sack these people until now. They are still selling on the pavement. So, uh, he s- stepped in because of that. And then the update on that from yesterday, uh, looks like they are starting work so, so that I clean up all the doubts mm-hmm. that you have. Oh, where's the story? I'm trying to... Uh, get you the update. Mm. the update on that, okay. but they have resumed work uh-huh. according to uh, the the story that I have. Just give me uh, okay. Two, okay, mm-hmm. I have that. So uh, it says Operation Clean Your Frontage Task Force resumes work. This coming from this on October. This near UK. I have got mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Members of the City Response Team Task Force have resumed operations in the Central Business District of Accra after the suspended work over allegations of political interference. The task force mandated to enforce the sanitation bylaws was asked to halt operations a, w- a week ago by the Operation Clean Your Frontier Secretariat after concerns of sabotage by MPP Greater Accra Youth Organizer Moses Abo. In an interaction with City News, the technical advisor of the Secretary, Emmanuel Clotet, said the task force has resumed work and made an Engagement with leadership of the MPP. Ah! Last week, the city response team resumed operations. And we are, last week, the city response team resumed operations. And we are still enforcing the operation, clean your frontage bylaws, and discussions are still underway. The regional minister is still engaging the party. Nothing of what we are doing is out of political will. We have been given a mandate, and most of them support it. In August, members of the city response task must up at the operation clean your frontage secretary in a crowd of concerns about interference in the work. The group alleges that some leaders of the MPP in Greater Accra are sabotaging their work because of their complaints. They asked the secretary to suspend their work. This was after a statement released by Moses Abo indicating opposition to the decongestion exercise at the Accra Central Business District. Like, what? <laughs> And then the city people that the what the cleaners have not yeah, been paid. The cleaners yes. have not been paid. And that's the big issue now, because you know the big issue. Because <laughs> they, they don't get paid, paid much anyway at all. Yeah. Anyway. For all of the dirty work literally that they do. It's it's kind of disgraceful now, how much now, they now, get their, paid. Their salaries have been uh, um absent for 11 months. I mean, how? 11 months. Now, last week, they were at the AMA, and they weren't happy at all. We caught up with them, and uh, really, this, this is what they had to say. And now, the district coordinating officer at the AMA, Francis Okwape, he told City News that the issues which led to the delay in the payment were being addressed. City cleaners who keep the central business district of Accra tidy gathered at the premises of their employer, the Accra Metropolitan Assembly, to demand their unpaid salaries. According to the workers, 
They have worked for over 11 months without remuneration. The workers, numbered about 120, say life has been unbearable due to the assembly's failure to honor its side of the bargain. <laughs> They were later called into a meeting by the Accra mayor, Elizabeth Saki, where they were assured of payment in the coming weeks. Calm down, I will usher you inside. Yeah. We sit down and we talk. solution. Calm down. I will go prepare a place we sit down and we talk about Following this report on September 1, 2022. The Accra Metropolitan Assembly has assured the aggrieved cleaners of his resolve to pay them by the end of this week. The District Coordinating Officer, Francis Equiape, spoke to City News. It's true. Actually, uh, it's about uh, labor issues. They've been working for some time now and they claim they've not paid them. And it has a reason. The reason is that uh, some of them were recruited for not, uh, so many years with their appointment letters. So Lady Mayor came in and said, no, it's a wrong approach. Therefore, she's putting in a different method so that uh, you prepare appointment letters for those who do not have appointment letters. Because you can't be working for so many years with appointment letters. So this approach will help, even help them. So those who are lucky or those who are maintained will be prepared, they will prepare appointment letters for them so that they will continue working with AMA. Issues about the payment. When we met with the lady mayor, she promised that today, Tuesday, they will start the processing. And I believe... By the next two days or few days, they'll get their money. He also added that the aged workers will be settled with a package to retire from their job. Because uh, with this exercise, they'll be able to get the aged one and have a package for them to go home. It's not that they're not paying them. Managers are working very hard to get them paid, but they want to do the right thing. Get appointment letters for them so that they pay them. So that was... Um 
was a report on the city cleaners who have not been paid. Very upset. So they were at the AMA. So effectively, I mean, you, you heard some portions in Ghana. They were saying that, look, we've worked. You don't want to pay us. It's not like, you know, their salary is heavy. Pay us what we, what is due us. And somebody made the point that these are the things that force people to get into all kinds of illegal ways of making money. He said, in fact, the person said, these are the things that push people into stealing. That we've worked and you owe us money. So how do you expect us to survive? So yeah, the city cleaners are not happy. We'll have to get back to them today. Today is what? September 7 or so. Yes. Find out if their situation has changed. But I, I, I think it just speaks to what you're talking about sanity. Already as a city, we are struggling to keep this place clean. We are really struggling to keep this place clean. And on top of that, we are not paying city cleaners. <laughs> then... <laughs> 200, 200 Ghana cities. Mm-hmm. One year. Come on. 200 Ghana cities. And it's, but you know, it's been... The, the AMA, if you look at their finances, I'm hoping to hear from the AMA a bit. Their finances have not been healthy for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. And questions have been raised about that. Yeah, because the, some of them as to why the AME should be struggling should struggle for money. But your rates alone. That why you see, but also comes down to the question of the pizzafication of Accra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah well. You see, mm-hmm. the extreme pizzafication mm-hmm. of Accra mm-hmm. took large chunks of money. Yes, it's away just shrunk it just shrunk the kitty, that's all. Yeah. So you, they have control of the central districts, mm-hmm. but they are not able to raise their money. They are not able to raise their money. So they will not be able to pay because they, they need money. Yeah. Now, the money that they're supposed to get from government is not coming because government is broke. Mm-hmm. So, so money that are supposed to be mm-hmm. feeding them from the center it's also not coming through. So they're supposed to rely on their own IGFs to pay some of these things. And their IGFs amount to very little right now. So basically, Mujia is... It's going to Mujify. Ah, it's going to Mujify. Yeah, the Mujify will Mujify. Okay. That's what it is. Mm. When disease and... And it, it's raining and now. So it means that, Charlie, now... This is, this is the cocktail... Cholera and typhoid. The cocktail... You know, and the, the fact that there could be issues... Mm. The, we amplify the risk factor, really. Yeah. By 10 or 20. You know, and... Sometimes it, it then falls. Uh, something happens. So on my way home, today's Wednesday, mm-hmm. Monday, again, you know, they've walled off this door site, mm-hmm. you know, with a fence and then with the big wall and the sign, keep a crack clean, la la la. That's next to Bayerman, the Bayerman mm-hmm. property, and then the property next to it. But the, the scrap dealers and the yams. The yam and onion sellers they generate a lot of filth that oh, part yeah. of town, and nobody's there to drive them. So, it was on Monday that I saw that the police command in the area had actually gone to park a pickup and some motorcycles there, and they were actually cleaning up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the police mm. were doing the cleanup mm. of that place, they were picking up stuff, putting it into their wow. pickups, and trying to at least let the place look presentable mm. with their police commander on foot and the others from the new visibility units, you know, on motorbikes trying to help as well. 
But the the sun, also the sanitation Look, it issues. Is, huh. it, it, it's like you know, it's like running in a race where where your opponent has got like a, a two week head start. You know, that's the challenge we are dealing with. All right, your messages are welcome. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. So listen to the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk cars. Everybody loves cars. We'll talk more cars and more cars when we come back from this break. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Come on. Welcome back, 916. So listening to the City Breakfast Show. Like I promised before the break, you're gonna talk cars. And I can say that the car that is very popular in Ghana, or a brand that's very popular in Ghana when it comes to cars, is Toyota. Now, Toyota Ghana is the sole authorized distributor for Toyota Motor Corporation in Japan. And Toyota Ghana has expanded its, its facilities to include a new ultra modern office in Accra. Now, the principal activities of Toyota Ghana are the sale of new and pre owned Toyota vehicles and the provision of after sale service. So, I'll be talking to Henry Dachomo. Henry Dachomo is a Legon branch manager. And Collins Donko, he's service manager at the Legon branch of Toyota Ghana. Henry Dachimo is branch manager, yes, at the Legon branch. Guys, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? We're good. Great, 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 great. Um, excited. <laughs> excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Everybody loves to drive a Toyota. Let's, uh, Henry, let me start off with you. Now, you have other branches in Africa. Crap! Why, why, why another branch? Why are you setting up another branch in Accra? Oh, what's I mean, the end game? We simply want to get closer to our customers. I mean, if you if you've known Twitter for what is why we've put in so much to expand our network, try to move into various regions mm. just to get closer to to the customer. Mm. I mean, in Accra alone, we have the Accra branch, mm-hmm. the Graphic Road one, yes. everyone knows, Everybody and then we have the Tema branch. Uh-huh. Then later on, we have the Motorway branch and now we have the Legon branch which is closer to the north you know the growth is going toward that side mm-hmm. and we thought we should be closer to customers okay yeah. okay that's quite interesting so where exactly is it located in, in that uh, area oh you know the, the Gimpa bypass the Gimpa Legon bypass mm-hmm. road through Gimpa mm-hmm. when you go down that road the end close to the Agoba junction okay that area the, the Agoba shell mm. area just on the uh, Hachu Atomic Road, very close to it. Yeah. Okay. So people okay. call it a new road. <laughs> the new road. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where people can find it. Yes. Now, what are some of the things that will be happening there if I show up there? What am What am I going to see? What am I going to experience if I bring my car there? Oh, I mean the usual things Toyota does and more. I mean this time, of course. So we have the the service workshop, which uh, we we carry out maintenance of vehicles and um, repair vehicles. We have the spare parts shop where you could buy anything you need. 
for your Toyota vehicles. Mm-hmm. And then Okra, we have the body and paint workshop. Ooh. For repair of body and paint, uh, body repair and of vehicles, paint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, accident vehicles and all that, yes. Okay. And then we also have a, a new vehicle sales delivery center right there. Okay, sales mm. delivery center. Yeah. All right, you, we'll, we'll get so to that. Complex. Is that <laughs> we'll get to that yes. in a second. It looks like a lot of things are happening. We'll get to a that. Huge place. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of things are happening. Uh, Collins is here. Collins, hi. Uh, hi. Talk to us about this body and paint workshop. I know there's one at the the graphic road branch so what's what's with this one at the legon branch what what, what happens there buddy i can guess but you tell us what, what happens there okay, so good morning to your listeners um, mm. so this is actually a relocation of uh, the operation that we Ooh. had at uh, the graphic road so now we are currently uh, stationed at the legon branch which mm-hmm. uh, henry made mention of mm-hmm. so the clear address has been uh, given out mm-hmm. so this is actually a relocation okay yes. okay so you are moving the operation from, from graphic the road. graphic road to oh, the legon branch i see i bigger see and better bigger and better yes. uh, call, what, what kind of work would usually happen in a body and paint workshop and is it only do you only work on uh, toyota vehicles okay so to start with the uh, um we work with uh, or we work on Toyota vehicles uh, mainly, but uh, if there's any demand for uh, vehicles other than Toyota, we are able to do. The exception that we have is that if we need to replace uh, spare parts on mm-hmm. non-Toyota vehicles, then we don't have the capacity to do. But when it gets to, it has to do with the paint refinish, which locally we call uh, uh, body and paint or body works mm-hmm. and paint uh, that uh, we we are well positioned to do that mm, i see yeah. so so typically what would happen so i bring the car say it has a dent i've bashed the car somebody's running to me is that the kind of thing you would fix there yes okay so to respond to this i'll give you a, a case scenario so mm-hmm. for example uh, we have kofi kofi mm-hmm. is a banker mm-hmm. so um he gets up early morning heading towards work and the unfortunate thing happens someone bumps into his vehicle so the right place to report for this kind of uh, service to be delivered is the body and paint so any accident that will require restoring uh, it to a pre uh, collision state that is uh, the place that you need to come ah. then also we have ama ama it's uh, ama is also let's say an md mm-hmm. he wants uh, to uh, give his vehicle a new look ah. so he wants the vehicle painted and it's a toyota vehicle it could also be the fact that it's not a toyota vehicle mm-hmm. the place to come is the Lug- uh, the legon branch so the body and paint is well positioned to mm. be able to deliver that service as well okay so so from what you're saying you can repair body parts that are not looking too good yes. or you can change the look for example yes. i'm tired of driving my my red car yes and then i want the color changed yes. or i want a makeover yes. you can do that yeah, exactly. you can do that yes. that's that's, that's yeah. wonderful that's wonderful um let's um you mentioned vehicle sales delivery henry and i said we'll get back what, what exactly does that mean uh, when you okay, say so vehicle this, delivery <laughs> so this is a delivery center where we we deliver uh, or we, we get customers to pick up their new vehicles so vehicles they buy from us there's a place, I mean, we all know it's a milestone in everyone's life, having a new vehicle and all that. And we think 
that should be a very memorable experience. So we have a place where you could come, pick up the vehicle, mm-hmm. some little ceremony, whatever. <laughs> and then, I mean, wonderful atmosphere. Okay. You come in and then you, you can pick up a vehicle. So you, you could pick up vehicles wherever. I mean, we deliver vehicles in our various branches mm-hmm. anyway, but this is a dedicated place, mm-hmm. wonderful atmosphere for you to come in, relax. We go through all the various things we need, the motions, and then okay. you can go with your... Does it only apply to new vehicles? Because when I read your the preamble, you said that you also deal with pre-owned. So for, for, so for example, let's say what? So I buy the car from, let's say, the, the, the Toyota place on the graphic road. Mm-hmm. Can it be sent there? If I say, okay, send it there. Yes. It can be sent yes. there. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah. And, and you did mention the pre-owned yes. vehicles. Yes. Uh, Do you deliver those as well? Use vehicles or something. Yes. Mm. I mean... Uh, you know we are into that now, where we 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 buy in vehicles we are previously sold to customers, I and see. we recondition it and we sell it back as a pre-owned vehicle. Oh. So if you don't want to go directly getting a, sh- a showroom vehicle, mm. you can actually have that. We have a lot of them in stock. Okay. And you can have that delivered there as well. I see. Yeah. I see. That's 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 quite that's quite interesting. Um, Colin. So um, when have you? Uh, is the place running now? Yes, absolutely. It's oh. running now. So, effective oh, okay. 1st September, oh, we moved, a few days uh, ago. all operations to the Ligon uh, branch. So, currently, if you visit the branch, we are available to serve you. It's working. Better. Yeah. The, the place is functioning. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, for those who are listening to us and um, want to get in touch, how can they get in touch? What are numbers on which they can call? Okay, so now appointment has become the order of the day. I so see. So if you really want to come so that we prepare before you get there, uh, we have an appointment service in place, and I will give out the appointment service mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. So you could do 0302-738361. Okay. I will just go over again. So 0302 8361. You could also do WhatsApp. So now WhatsApp is the order of the day. So you could also do 0257 Then also, uh, in case you want to just uh, buy spare parts, we also have an e-business desk that you could call this is also okay. on whatsapp as well you could also place a voice call and we'll respond so you could do that uh, on 0302 257162 mm. 0302 257162 mm. and that's the e-business line for spare, spare parts. parts so i have a defective part yes. and then i want it changed yes. i get in touch with that number and then i come oh, and buy that part i pick up okay but I, okay, so let's say let's say I buy the part and then I sit back and say, look, I don't want any other person to fix it. Will I get that service there? I buy the part and I want the part fixed. Yes. Ah. Yes. That, that can always be arranged. We we are we we are actually available to serve our customers. So whatever preference the once uh, the company has agreed. We are available we are to available. provide that service. That, that's so great. You realize the place, Legon branch especially, is more like a one-stop shop now. Ah. Where you have your body parts, body parts. Everything, everything together. Everything. You come in and you have sorted. Henry, f- final words for those who are, who are, who are listening to us. Oh, uh, we want to thank our customers and everyone for choosing Twitter and our service all over the years. Mm-hmm. And you realize the, the various values we are getting, we are trying to use it to do to expand and get closer to them. So let's spread the news. 
Mm. Legon Branch is open. It's it's ready and we are ready to receive everyone. It and the, the interesting thing is, um, in the morning if you are in the northern part of Accra, you don't have to come all the way into town. We are right there, and if you're in town, you go against traffic, so it's so easy to access the place and all that. And so let, let's come in. Okay. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thank you so so much. Uh, so the word is out there, listeners. The Toyota Legon branch is up and running. It's functional. It's operating. Everything you want. Uh, for your car is there especially if you own a toyota that's even greater value greater um value for you thank you so much i've been speaking to henry dachmo henry dachmo is branch manager legon toyota and collins donko he's the service manager at that same place the legon branch of toyota ghana guys thank you so much for coming and wish you the very best thank, thank you. you thank you for having us thank you Let's have our usual chat on HIV AIDS. A few weeks ago, could you remember that story on the front page? Yeah, that said that, you know, HIV was still a, a major problem. It was still a headache. Yeah, a lot of new infections in young people. Yes, yes. Yes, so, so I think last week the conversation was on that. Today we'll be talking a lot more about mother-to-child transmission of mm-hmm. HIV. It's one aspect that doesn't get talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's important to talk yes. about it, right? And we've got a resource person here, Ms. Rebecca Kuma, who's the Senior Nursing Officer at the Ga East Municipal Hospital, mm-hmm. to educate us yes. on that. We'll get into that conversation in a bit there, but first let us uh, enjoy the short skit. And when we come back, we get into the interview. Are you alright? You look worried. Hmm. Of course. I just found out that I'm pregnant. In HIV positive, I just don't know what to do. Your pregnancy should not be a problem at all. Why do you say that? I don't want to have an abortion, but I don't want to have a baby with HIV either. 
It is good. You can have a baby free of HIV due to prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV services. I'm surprised you don't know about this. Ask your midwives. I'm sure she will tell you more about it. Are you sure I can have a baby free of HIV? Is this possible? To ensure that no child is born HIV positive, every pregnant woman is offered an HIV test on her first visit to the antenatal clinic. If the test is negative, she's offered an Another test at 34 weeks of pregnancy. This is to ensure that all HIV positive pregnant women are identified and offered HIV treatment. The treatment suppresses the virus in the mother's body to reduce the chances of the virus being transmitted to the baby. The baby would also be given medication when born to ensure that it does not become HIV positive. So you see, there's no need to get worried at all. Hurry up and report to the nearest antenatal clinic for further advice. Oh, of course. You are godsend. I feel relieved. I'm on my way to the antenatal clinic now. PMTCT is the way to go. This message is brought to you by Ghana Ace Commission in collaboration with the Office of the First Lady and Rebecca Foundation. All right, so that was a skit there. I think it just lays the right bed for our interview. Uh, let's speak to our resource person, uh, Miss Rebecca Kuma, Senior Nursing Officer at the East Municipal Hospital. Good morning, madam. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Um, when we talk about prevention of mother-to-child transmission of, of HIV, what exactly do we mean? I see this abbreviation here, PMTCT. What are we, what are we talking about? Um, so, good morning once again to our cherished listeners. Um, like you said, prevention of mother-to-child transmission is the full meaning of the abbreviation, the PMTCT. Mm-hmm. And then as we're talking about HIV, then it means that we want to prevent mother-to-child transmission of HIV. So basically, mm-hmm. uh, we want to see to ways where a pregnant woman who is HIV positive mm-hmm. will be able to carry her pregnancy to term, have a safe delivery, breastfeed her child safely, wean her off the breast milk without transmitting her HIV um, to the child whilst in uterus or let me say whilst unborn and then during delivery and after delivery. So that is basically about PMTCT. Mm. So why is it important? I mean, for obvious reasons, we don't want HIV spreading to innocent unborn children, right? But to talk to us about why it's an important focus for people in the medical profession like you who deal with this and what are the prongs of PMTCT? Just enlighten us a bit. Um, PMTCT is one of the major strategi- uh, strategies in HIV prevention. Mm. When we talk about the um, strategies in preventing HIV in general, or HIV infection in general, PMTCT is one umbrella. And then under that too, it serves a lot of benefits. It protects our unborn babies because when mothers get pregnant, we give them treatments and then they are able to protect their homeborn babies whilst in utero. And then during delivery too, there are measures put in place to make sure that, you know, it, the virus is a bloodborne. So during delivery, there is uh, the mother's blood out there. The baby, the cord will be cut and all that. So we don't want any infected blood from the mother getting to the baby. And then 
um, ultimately we want to have an HIV-free generation. We already have the infection in our system right now. So mm. this generation, let me say, is um, infected. Mm. We want to have a generation that will be very free of HIV. And that is why PMTCT is very important. So it serves as a benefit of having an HIV-free generation in years to come. That will say that the next generation of children we are going to have that are going to grow into youth and adults are going to be free of HIV because we did our PMTCT and we prevented mothers from transmitting the virus to their children. Okay. I'm talking about the pros of PMCCT. They are just four basic strategies. Okay. That we underline, I mean, under the PMCCT model of prevention. Mm -hmm. And then this, we call them the four prongs, just to give it a tag that we are able to easily remember. Mm -hmm. So talking about the prongs, we have four, like I said. The first one is primary prevention of the infection in the first place. Okay. We want to actually prevent the HIV infection among women of childbearing age. Mm. Okay. That is the very first problem. Um, we have women of childbearing age or reproductive women in their stage where they can have babies. We want to prevent HIV infection among them. That is the first problem. The second problem has to do with preventing unintended pregnancies among women who are HIV positive and in their reproductive age. So the okay. first one is to prevent the infection from happening at all among these women. Now the second prong has to do with preventing unintended pregnancies. A pregnancy should always be intended. It should be a planned one. Okay. That I'm ready to have a child. Then you know what to do, how to assess care. So if you are already um, a woman in your reproductive age and then you are HIV positive, we need you to plan your pregnancy so that you don't have any unintended pregnancy. If you have pregnancy that you do not intend, you may end up um, wanting to abort and all that. HIV is already making you vulnerable, and then we want to lose blood by going through unsafe abortions and mm -hmm. all that. We want to preserve this blood as much as possible to keep the woman healthy whilst they go through treatment. So we want to prevent unintended pregnancy among these women who are already HIV positive. The third prong, we would say that we prevent HIV transmission from a woman living with the virus to her infant. Mm -hmm. When the woman eventually gets pregnant, now we have to prevent the virus from getting onto the child. Mm -hmm. That is with the third prong. So this woman is infected and she's pregnant. What can we do to make sure that the child is safe whilst in utero mm -hmm. and then the child gets um, born safely? And so the fourth prong, now we want to help this woman who is HIV positive and has gone through the pregnancy, successfully ended it, and is having a child. Mm -hmm. What can we do to take care of the woman, support the family, support the child as he breastfeeds and all that? That is about the fourth prong. So treatment, care, support to the women living with HIV, their children and their families. So, um, in summary, the first prong has to do with prevention, primarily HIV infection among women in their reproductive age, and then preventing unintended pregnancy in women living with HIV, um, preventing transmission of the virus from the mother to an unborn child, and then one who has delivered. We need to treat, support, and care for the family. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what goes into prongs one and two. So preventing women of childbearing age from contracting HIV and then preventing unwanted pregnancies. What exactly goes into that? What, as a 
medical professionals are you doing to ensure that PMTCT prongs one and two are, you know, tackled? Um, so for prongs one and two is very important. If, if you do the primary prevention very well, you don't get people getting infected with HIV. Okay. And then also, if people get infected with HIV and you plan their pregnancies with them very well, you don't get complications. So those basic ones are important to us. The primary prevention there, we need to get people to know their status in the first place. Before you can primarily prevent an infection, you should know your status. If I test and I'm HIV negative, then I can prevent myself from getting infected with the other um, strategies of HIV prevention like correct, consistent condom use among women. So we educate them on having safer sex, negotiating for safer sex. If I know I'm HIV negative, I should be able to negotiate with my partner mm -hmm. for a safer sex by using condom. Mm -hmm. And then we need to be feel, uh, mutually faithful with our mutual partners. You okay. need to get a partner who is also negative. Then you can be mutually faithful. But then if you have a partner who is Positive, positive, then you can always do your safer sex practices. Then you are doing primary prevention. Abstinence is also part of our primary prevention strategies. So if you are not ready for any effects of unprotected sex, then you don't even engage in it at all. Okay. okay. Infections okay. or pregnancy, you don't engage mm -hmm. in that. Then you also have to communicate behavior change modification. People should live well. Um, think through before they make decisions about sexuality. Then the um, prevention of unintended pregnancies. You know, this woman has been tested and is positive for HIV. We don't leave you there. We put you on treatment whilst you are suppressing your virus and all that because we are taking your antiretrovirals very well. And then we offer you with family planning services because we want to prevent unintended pregnancies. You need to plan your pregnancy know when you want to be pregnant and then you are able to assess care to protect your unborn baby so we offer you family planning services at that stage so that you are not getting pregnant when you are not planning it i already said when you get pregnant and you don't plan for it you end up engaging in um, unsafe abortions and all mm -hmm. that and that is not healthy and so we also offer counseling on how to organize ourselves properly before we decide to get pregnant. Mm, I see. I see. Let's let's talk a bit about the drugs that are involved and you know what time they should be taken since we are you know still talking about prevention and all of that. Yeah. So we have a triple therapy for HIV treatments. Let me say management because it's it doesn't cure anyway. So we give you a triple therapy drug. We have several regimen and then the drug can be taken at any time of your pregnancy. Remember, someone could be on ARVs before they even get pregnant. And so because the drugs do not have any teratogenic effect, have been tested and tried, mm. that it, hasn't, it doesn't have any effect on the newly, um, a pregnant, newborn, let me say, um, a new pregnancy. We have drugs that when you are pregnant in the early stages, you are advised not to take and all that. ARVs is not part of them because someone could be on before they even get pregnant. So at any time of your pregnancy, a woman can safely take their ARVs. And so that is why we offer them the VCT services at the antenatal clinics. Mm -hmm. Once you are pregnant and you do not know your status before getting pregnant, we test you on your day of ANC, first day, and then if you are tested positive, like you said in your introduction, we, um, I mean, the skip we listened to, mm -hmm. 
we test and then at 34 weeks we test again okay we test again at 34 weeks that is eight months if you were negative previously then at the eighth month we test you again we want to be sure that you are carrying this pregnancy to term without infecting your child okay. so if we don't get you um start a treatment at the early stage by the eighth month we should be able to catch you there and then even during labor if you skip all this process because of course we have women who may never attend antenatal clinic mm -hmm. before they are even get into labor they are mm -hmm. rushing to the labor room and all that we still offer you services over there we test you whilst you are in labor of course that is not a time to go and be counseling before testing we do what we call the um, clinician initiated testing we test you because your baby's life is at stake let's mm -hmm. know what you are you are with and then what you want mm -hmm. to give birth to mm -hmm. so that when you are positive they immediately we offer you treatment and then we know what to do for the babies of course the babies are also given syrup immediately after delivery even before we initiate them to breastfeeding. Mm. And so the treatments, it's from the time you decide to get pregnant, even before we want to know your status and manage you very well so that we have our babies born free of HIV. Okay, that's, that's wonderful. Great. So services that you offer, um, what are the benefits? How much do they cost for the mothers who want to, you know, patronize those services? Everything about HIV services is very free. Mm -hmm. ARVs are free. We don't okay. pay for them. Um, that is what I'll see. I don't know at the managerial level where the government pays for the drugs before they are brought into the country and I don't <laughs> want to go into that. What I know is that I am a service provider mm -hmm. at the facility level. I give the drugs to my clients for free. So we don't need to pay anything. All you need to do is to assess the care. Mm -hmm. So we encourage everybody pregnant, assess antenatal care so that you are given PMTCT um, modality to protect your unborn baby. Mm -hmm. And then also other labs that you may have to do. Of course, um, National Health Insurance covers almost all the antenatal labs and then including some of the labs we do for our um, positive HIV positive clients, even those who are not pregnant. So we also encourage that people get on board and do their cuts. But the ARVs are completely free of charge. Mm -hmm. oh, that's good to know. Okay, so what role can a mother play to ensure that she doesn't transmit HIV to her baby? The first thing you need to do is to assess healthcare when you are pregnant. Right. We've talked about you knowing your status already. So if you are already pregnant, um, HIV positive, and you are living with it, once you get pregnant, assess healthcare. Let's know what's best for you. That is one thing you will do to protect your baby. You need to speak to a service provider let's know your challenges and then we are able to help you test you and give you medications for free throughout your pregnancy you are advised on many things to do how to take your drugs religiously of course some of the medications have side effects they are foreign bodies you are taking into your system so mm. once you start taking them you have little challenges but some of the side effects are minimal they will wear off after some time those that get severe um management is able to look at the whole regimen and if possibly change the entire regimen for you so there is always something available for you to do as a mother to protect your unborn baby before you deliver and if it's, even after delivery you are going to breastfeed mm. you can equally transmit hiv wow. to your uh, child through breastfeeding mm -hmm. so it is a lifetime something you take your drug you take for a lifetime whilst baby is taking the syrup for a maximum of 12 weeks you are also taking yours and you are breastfeeding healthily. Mm -hmm. Of course, we do test the babies at birth and then 
at 12 weeks, we text them again. We do the PCR test for the babies to actually identify the virus to be sure that baby did not contract virus whilst in utero or okay. delivery and then through breastfeeding. Okay. So there is something for you to do mm. as a mother. Mm. Listen to your care providers. Mm -hmm. Do what they ask you to do, and you are able to protect yourself. And this is the case for a mother that's HIV positive, right? Yes. Okay. 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 So, what role does the healthcare worker, you, play in ensuring that the mother doesn't transmit HIV to her baby? The first role is what I'm actually doing here right now. <laughs> <laughs> public sensitization mm -hmm. is very important mm -hmm. as for healthcare givers that we tell the public what's going on. Let's know the picture, and then we are all able to get on board. My responsibility again at the facility level is to make sure that all these pregnant women who report for antenatal services are tested. Every person, you don't miss any of them for any reason. So you educate them on the importance of PMTCT. Once they understand and appreciate, they offer themselves to be tested because they want to protect their unborn babies. Every pregnant woman wants their child healthy. So I should be able to tell them and explain everything to them, give them success stories. We have mother support. Some come around to I mean, encourage the new ones who are pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so we involve them as caregivers so that they are able to get themselves tested. And then I also have to make sure that I provide the medications for the mother. Anytime they come around, has to be, that is why we do focus antenatal. You don't come and do the test here, you are positive uh, antenatal at facility B, and I'm asking you to go to facility C for your ARVs. No, we don't do that anymore. You lose the mother to care. Mm -hmm. You need to do a full course antenatal, offer them the drugs at your facility, make sure they start and end their pregnancy very well in your facility with the ARVs and that of the babies as well. Okay. And then also you do follow up supports like the fourth prompt said, what do you do after the mother delivers? It's provide support care, how to initiate breastfeeding and do it very well, how to introduce feet later on, at what point in time to test the child we educate them on all that. So okay. that is my rule. So that at the end of the day, child comes out negative. It's wind off his breast milk and it's negative. Mm. Nice. Well, that's very insightful. We've been speaking with Miss Rebecca Kuma, Senior Nursing Officer at the Gaiz Municipal Hospital. We've been talking about prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV, what they call PMTCT. Very, very insightful. 9.49 on the City Breakfast Show. Now, building off of Mandela 100 in South Africa and Global Citizen Live in Nigeria, the Global Citizen Global Citizen is continuing its commitment to creating change in Africa by bringing this year's festival to Ghana. On September 24, experience an incredible lineup of artists on one stage at Accra's Black Star Square. You don't have to pay for tickets. Just go to globalfestivalaccra.com, sign up to join the Global Citizen Movement, and then you can, or you'll be able to take action on the issues you are most passionate about, signing a petition telling your leaders to step up for climate change, and that can get you a ticket. Visit globalfestivalaccra.com and take action now. Now to the diehard fan, the 12th man, that faithful and proud fan, meet the Kia K5, our award-winning vehicle that gives you power in space to stand out and take the lead. And today it is your ticket to Qatar to watch the World Cup. Now with the purchase of any Kia vehicle, get the chance to win one of 10 full package trips to the World Cup. 
whatever kind of fan you are, there is a Kia for you. Visit Amy Rana Motor Showroom in Accra, Tema Spintex Road, Kumasi, and Takradit, or call 0249-111444 for more info. This promo is supported by Adidas, Coca-Cola, Qatar Airways, Caveman, and is running on the NLA Caritas Lottery platform. T's and C's apply. Clear movement that inspires. And are you thinking about getting a project started? Or how about paying your rent and um, paying fees for a course? I know you're worried and lamenting about how to pay off your expensive loans and rebook a new loan at a cheaper rate. Worry no more. First Atlantic Bank's payroll loan is your solution. As far as you're a government worker whose salary is paid by the Controller and Accountant General's Department, you can apply for a loan of up to 150,000 Ghana CDs for all your pressing needs. Wait no longer. Visit any First Atlantic Bank branch near you today or dial star 442 star three zero hash to apply and enjoy the lowest rates first atlantic bank refreshingly different and the Lands Commission wishes to inform the general public, particularly lessees and assignees of state lands in all 16 regions, to settle all outstanding ground rent. All lessees and assignees are required by lease covenants to pay annual ground rent in respect of the state or vested lands, whether legally demanded or not. Officers of the Lands Commission in the regions are embarking on an exercise to recover outstanding ground rent and enforce covenants enshrined in the leases. To begin the payment process, the lessee or assignee must obtain a rent demand notice and a ground rent invoice from the rent office at the regional office of the lands commission payment can be made through the ghana.gov platform any participating bank or at the on-site bank on-site bank at the regional office of the lands commission with an id the lessee's phone number postal and email addresses failure to pay your ground rent will be a basis for re-entry call 0203-147-754 for more information pay your annual ground rent now to avoid court action 9.52, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we've got more for you. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Which way? 
957. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. A couple of comments. Some people are asking what the minimum wage is. Because they're asking because of the AMA thing. You know the AMA, uh, the city cleaners. Yes. Uh, the, they are owed 200 cities. So 200 cities per head for 11 months. For, yes. 200 cities per month. Per month. Per Somebody's asking what the minimum wage is. Well, the minimum wage now is 13.53 cities. cities. That's 13.53 CDs. So this is obviously well below 13 point, wage. Now, if you, yes, if you multiply 13.53 CDs by 30 working days, mm-hmm. at least, even if, it, if it's 13 CDs, that's already 390 to start with. Yeah. We haven't you added the take out the weekends. Let's just say. Okay, let's just say. a week. Maybe they work. Uh, okay, they, I'm coming. You know, let's just say they work five days a week. Yeah. So five across for, let's say, 20 days. Okay, 20 assume, days. yeah. Let's assume it's 20 days and you are earning 13.53 CDs by 20. Yeah. It's still That's, over um, 260 CDs. Yeah. It's, it's still less than... Yes. Let me, uh-huh. let, me, let me do the calculation. 13.53 <clears throat> times 20. That is 270.6 mm-hmm. CDs. So that is way below the minimum wage. It is. Well below. Anyway. Um, Nathan, kindly let us know the statutory minimum wage. Okay. So, so another person asked the same question. They wanted to know the minimum wage. This is M.A. Um, Adolf in New Bawe also asked about minimum wage as against the 200 cities that the city cleaners are paid. Um, so why don't you hold the salaries of ministers who receive freebies and perks and pay the menial workers with those salaries in times of difficulty? Okay, another listener is asking that. Godfred, when you have a conversation with the Chinese embassy, please tell them we in Ghana do not use two passports. If they do, shame on them. That's also <laughs> from a listener. Mm. Well, I'm sure we'll get more answers. But that's our show for this morning. Many, many thanks for listening. Earlier, you heard Kokui, or you just heard Kokui. Earlier, you heard Godfrey. My name is Nathan Kwa. I sat in for Benadavle. Show produced by Fred Jabano, Caleb Koda, and Zoe Abubedu Ado. The richest man, Godfrey Odum, he gave us support on technical. We are back tomorrow morning with more. From 6.20 Do enjoy the rest of your day Please keep listening to City 97.3 Keep watching City TV We've got more for you